lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld. A place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. For the horathon. God damn. Remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Shwamo Tizai, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash, the genetic jackhammer, the world's greatest podcaster, the world's greatest lover, haver of sex, leader of men, Latin Lothario. <laughs> Yeah, I am part Latin. You can claim whatever you want now. Sure. And uh, I identify as Latin. <laughs> I identify as a guy with a nine-inch cock. <laughs> and as always, it's episode one hundred and eighty-two. It's not always episode one hundred eighty-two. They're in chronological order, right? But this is episode one eighty-two, right? And I'm joined by former intercontinental champion, the White Samoan. The albino grizzly, the <laughs> the Allegheny ape, <laughs> the Allegheny ape. I like that one a lot. If that I'm, was. Tough. I'm going to get you in a wrestling ring, <laughs> and you're going to take on Beast Man, who's not the Beastmaster. Just so everybody knows, um, Beast Man from He Man. <laughs> that's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. He uh, once uh, lost a uh, Texas strap match to. Uh, to uh, Wahoo McDaniel in Atlanta, Georgia. In the 70s. In the 70s. <laughs> yes, old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. And as always, returning champion. The Ronda Rousey of regenerative farming. <laughs> have we not got that one yet? I think maybe we I think maybe we touched on it. I might have, but it doesn't matter. The Rogers and Hammerstein <laughs> of regenerative farming. I just the next time he misses an episode, I just want to. I want you to ask me where he is, and I want to say he went to shit and the hogs ate him. Okay, because that's what pe- country folk say, right? And I'm country. I remember people saying, "Look that. at them boots." I'm country. <laughs> Back to his. That's roots. John Morgan over there, <laughs> aka the Bone Cruncher, aka the Dirty Shame, aka. Um, claw, Juna Claw Machine World Champion claw, uh, God damn it I keep forgetting How many times? Uh, well Infinite Infinite It depends on which 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 one you count As a championship Oh no, So it's not like The Goodwill Games It's You're like the Olympics Yeah there's different divisions You don't fuck Like you know uh, Some people just uh, Some people Some bicycle riders Only do the Tour de France Did they really? Yeah Like uh, Lance Armstrong That's the only one he what, What's that payout? Pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Like Mills. Oh, yeah. 
Them friend, them frogs love their fucking uh, their bike ride. We would see people right up and down the base. Oh, give them a big Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> They're watching Jerry Lewis on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> this is hilarious. He's a little lady. Kiss, kiss, say, Flavin. Kiss, kiss, say, Woody. Jerry. <laughs> God damn it! It's uh, the Halloween episode. We're coming to you live on Halloween. <laughs> Don't drop your candy corn. <laughs> that was a that pretty was good fake. crusty. Yeah, it was real pretty good actually. crusty right there without even meaning to. <sighs> I hear that the new Halloween movie is uh, tremendous. Really? Yeah. Still haven't got to see it. Hopefully I'll see it this weekend sometime. That would be nice. Is it Halloween 3 2? It's Halloween 2 3. Oh. They said that. They're, um, They're just pretending the other movies weren't made. None of it ever happened. Neat. They need to do Halloween like three. That. Somebody really needs to do it. They could really, they could really do that. I mean, just get into the. You wouldn't have to scratch too deep, but the. Uh, I love the fact that the soliloquy by uh, the actor who played uh, Connell Cochran uh, is absolutely correct. Like he was talking about how they'd be sitting in their houses of peat and. You know that's it started to get cold, and it's cold in Ireland year round pretty much. But that's when it, that's when it really starts to get cold. Yeah, and they because the fires were built bigger and stuff like that. It is like there's more of an opening between the worlds and demons and ghosts and all that stuff. So very Celtic. Halloween's a very Celtic holiday. Yeah, it's like a because so. the Celts were pagans, weren't they? Yes. Very much so. Everybody loved the fuck. Druids. I mean, they were. They'd cut babies' throats and drink yeah, their blood. That's not true, actually. Shut up. It's true. <laughs> There's also Let me have my be thing. true. <laughs> There's also, I, I always think of Dia de, Dia de los Muertes. Yeah, when they yeah. the this, cool paint. The like, Hispanic, which is not at the exact same time, but it's. Right, um, very similar holiday, and they kind of bleed together a little bit too. So there's a little bit of that influence in there. And at uh, Boomer Christian Academy, we had Fall Festival, where we had non-offensive. Bible-themed costume, <laughs> and we would walk around the parking lot, showing off. That, yeah, I remember one time uh, the fall kids, festival. Kids across <laughs> the kids across the street were Boomer Christians. Yeah, and one of the pastors it's like its own subgenre. It of is its own subgenre. It is, and uh, he, the new pastor, come in and declared Halloween the Devil's Day. I'm just like. You just take a you okay. take a pagan fucking holiday and slap your fucking name on it. Just just celebrate it. You took it, celebrate it. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. Like that, now everybody's talking about watch out because some of these marijuana edibles look like candy. What they, some some of the water marijuana edibles are candy. Hey, and that's the best Halloween that kid's ever gonna fucking have. Well, the kid's gonna freak out. But he's gonna <laughs> learn a lot. He's gonna learn a lot about himself. But here's the thing. No self-respecting pothead's going to give away a $40 piece of candy. Hey, man, where's the gummies? I gave it out, man. Bummer. Because <laughs> hippies don't fight. Yeah. Dude. But like, what are, they, what are they thinking? Nobody's going to mistakenly give out, a, like, like a little Tootsie Rolls, like six I don't bucks. know. Some of, those, some of those people give out full-size candy bars. That's kind of crazy to me. A dollar, a dollar, a dollar-size Baby Ruth? Are you fucking mad? <laughs> you ever hear Bill Burr do that? He's like... <laughs> Full nice Snickers, full size Snickers, bitch! Bang! <laughs> I break your back with my fucking candy. <laughs> I made a pretty good trick or treat joke. At least I thought it was pretty hilarious on Facebook. I haven't got to see it yet. Um, 
Trick or treat is, is theft by way of extortion. Yes, it okay, is actually. That's a good one. It kind of because you're, you're literally coming to someone's door. You're trespassing. You're knocking on the door, dressing up weird, and you're saying, "Give me candy, or I'll or, or I'll vandalize your property, or something, or something." Yeah, or something. So I have to give them the candy, or else I got to deal with a bunch of bullshit. If I don't give them, it's it's exactly the same as tax. Really, really, they're asking they're asking me to put a gun in their face. So you come to my door and try to extort me out of my candy, you're gonna get a thirty eight. You're gonna get a little laser bead put on your on your forehead. And just like happen. that, John Morgan became a Donald Trump supporter. <laughs> it was a dark day. <laughs> well, come to my house, you son of a bitch. No, dude, fucking. Um, I leave my porch light off. So you, you don't do trick or treat? Absolutely not. Okay. Why would I do that? I do not want to be bothered. I do. I don't want to be bothered by these motherfuckers. I, I used to leave a big pot of chili down at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> With a ladle. For a, for a couple years, I left a big pot of chili down at the That's bottom of the steps. awesome, actually. With a ladle and you uh, styrofoam bowls. Yeah. And nobody ever participated. So fuck these motherfuckers. If they don't want it, well, fuck what I didn't know about this. <laughs> I didn't really have I've been walking it. up dressed as different people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people really should have more savory options for the kids. Not every kid has a sweet tooth. Yeah, some kids want a, a filet mignon. And some kids' parents don't want them having all that sugar. It's not like they're not getting enough from the other neighbors. Oh, but in my chili, you're getting plenty of sugar. Oh, what do you put in? I put in barbecue brown, sauce, brown sugar, ketchup. You put sh- yeah. I mean that's um, part for the course. Yeah, but it? that's not like you know chocolate. The, the calories. The Some sh- people do put. Ch- uh, I have heard was, about that. Yeah, there was a guy. Down, really there was a guy in Carolina Beach. He was a really. He was from New York, and he was a. He was forget there. about hey, it. Hey, the chocolate hey. and the fucking chili oh, lasagna. Oh, his name was Johnny Blue Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> God. Yeah, Johnny Blue Jeans puts chocolate in his chili. <laughs> We that's that's kind of a tongue twister. Say that three times real fast. Johnny Blue Jeans puts chocolate in his chili. 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 He did it. Uh, I almost want to name the episode that just because, but it's the Halloween Spectacular. It's the fourth annual one, probably. Spectacular. Um, But yeah, I left the goddamn ladle of... Uh, um. Chili down there at the bottom of the steps, and nobody participated. So I've, I've, I've you, given up on these motherfuckers. Did you do that just to be ironic? I did, I did it because I thought it was funny. Well, yes, so you did. <laughs> not not like I'm a hipster. Like ooh, <laughs> I thought it was funny, and I had it on like a little hot plate, and I was like, "Have fun, motherfuckers!" You had it on a hot plate. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so so it would stay warm. It wasn't like boiling, but mm. it's a, it's the type of chili, like the warmth of the chili. Or right. I didn't leave crackers. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Yeah. I should have left cornbread or crackers. Some oyster crackers. I basically just eaten cornbread topped with chili, essentially. <laughs> you, want to, you want the volume there, John? Well, I was just going to put some background noise on. Oh, some spook. Are we allowed to say spook anymore? Too late. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to shorten it to spoo. <laughs> Juh. You can't say anything, you squibs. But, um, Ching, uh, yeah, uh, nobody wanted to participate in my um, dude. I swear to God, I had this tape. My dad would play this tape. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I... my dad loved. It was his favorite thing to do was to take the chain off the chainsaw, put on my Jason mask because <laughs> I went as Jason one time and I carried around a fucking real machete into school. Not not to school. Yeah, but just but out. 
trick-or-treating in 1980-whatever it was, I carried around an actual machete. That's fucking awesome. Imagine a motherfucker doing that today. No. Imagine the tricks I could have pulled off. Oh, you don't want to give me candy? <laughs> well, guess what? Let's dance, motherfucker. It's double, time to go. Double murder. Oh, yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to girdle this 100-year-old oak tree in your front yard. <laughs> <laughs> my, dad, my dad would take the chain off the chainsaw, and then um, we'd have the crazy spooky music playing loud. And back, you remember back then it was like trick or treat was from like dark until like ten. Yeah, it it wasn't. It it wasn't just an hour. It was late. People were out. The best trick or treat, maybe you went when you were a kid. Boomer, all down the at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It never got. It was fucking nuts. Like it was. There were so many kids in the bottom, and then everybody would bring their kids and. Because it's easily accessible, all the streets, that's just the place to go. Yeah. So, but then. And everybody knows everybody. But then the, all the older kids would have egg fights. Fuck yeah, they would. During the fucking trick or treat. So, and everybody was okay with it. Yeah, as long as you weren't like egging property. Well, or hitting a kid. Yeah. You know. if, if you're participating in the egg. Right. And you get egg. Yeah, whatever. But if you're like egg somebody's car. Right. Which I have done before. Yeah, and it, it's way the, too it, old of an age to it do eats it. It's the paint off a car. It's terrible. Yeah. But um, my dad would hide in the bushes, and whenever some kids would walk up with their parents, my, their parents also got a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise. Whenever they'd get to the step, <laughs> my dad would go running out. <laughs> and they would they would take off running, and then my dad would be like, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not really going to kill you. And then they'd come back, I'm not kidding. <laughs> God, it's the best holiday. It really. I'm gonna go home and watch. Well, I can't. I gotta work tonight. But it's a. It's a really nice. Well, the go tos. Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Halloween three, of course. Yes, the uh, gold. I bought it for that reason. You know, the gold standard. (laughs) So uh, we can all watch it if everybody's logged in. I'm gonna. I might make John watch that after we're done here. uh, We um, we were growing up. They had the haunted island there in Golly Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad was a big um. You know, big incubator, or whatever for that. He was, he was a big part of it. And we always had a, a skit or a skit. We had a section that we did, and like I actually acted in it for like four or five years in a row. Really, I was yeah. sexually assaulted there whenever I was seven. I think maybe they were really committed to it. They were maybe, really getting in it. Maybe five years in a row. I think <laughs> maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. We were we were in it, and um, at the first two or three years, I think he did the he did the mad um the mad doctor. Yeah, yeah. people would come up and he we'd have like a surgery and we'd have like we pull out chitlins out of a guy's. <laughs> Have a person's That's head, awesome, a person's head and body on the table, but a fake body. Yeah, and pull pig guts out. That's awesome. And he would have like a beating heart, and he'd have like be holding like a fake rubber beating heart. Yeah, have a squirt gun in it and squirt <laughs> people with fake blood. That's awesome. We dude. did all kinds of crazy shit, and then for the for two of those years, maybe three, we did hell, and um, and we had like a Satan actor and stuff like that. And the last one we did is like you walked under this thing, and there were um there were all these kerosene. Um, you know, lanterns mm-hmm. like sand in a coffee tin, right? All over the place, and that was the walkway up to it. And there was a fucking fifteen foot diameter pentagram on the ceiling of this like That's little t- fucking <laughs> amazing. And and we had and it was um Big Frank Rhodes was the was the Satan actor, and we had he he was in the Big army. Frank. Yeah, he, so we had we had all these glow sticks from where he was in the army. He could get them for free. Yeah, and we had this thing. We have somebody planted in the in the crowd. Who is also who is an actor? This but, was elaborate, and we would have them come in, and he would he would pull them in, and we had this thing that made you made it look like your hand was cut off, and had it made it look like he cut his hand off, and he would um 
he would hold the hand or something like that and and like secretly cut open a glow stick so that the blood would come out so when the the glow stick would be the liquid inside the glow stick is a st- continues to glow as a uh-huh. liquid and it would like drip down his arm and it would be like glowing blood type shit i mean Damn. it was we we awesome. we got into it and then the last year i did it i was in 8th grade and it, me and Phil Fout were, were Phil the actors, actors. We had our own skit right there at one of the beaches there, right beside the bridge. The The guide would tell a story about how somebody crashed off the bridge and they never found the bodies. And we were in the river oh, in <laughs> wetsuits <laughs> with seaweed. And we had, and we had, we had either Dave Click or Josh Legg would be in the crowd. Did Josh still have a beard? Then? And we would attack them. We would come out of the river covered in the seaweed and attack them and they would, you know, run off. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? <laughs> But we were that's in awesome, we were dude. in the water in wetsuits in, in October. That's oh, back awesome. in when in October when it got real cold. It yeah. was in the 30s and 40s back. then. It was right. cold. Right now it's not bad. I like I really like the weather we're having now. But yeah, it's been pretty. Sometimes been pretty chilly. But my story kind of continues. So this is my dad was totally into this. It was like, and we st- he still had like, you know, we, I remember him him having just tubs of all the old Halloween stuff. All the masks were melted together. That's awesome. You know, from the, like all the stuff that he kept from all that shit. But when he after he got when he went went into his Christian mode after the divorce and he went he went wacko <laughs> fundamentalist Christian, he it, it could be something like we could be watching something like Ernest Scared Stupid or something. He'd be Love like, it. he'd be like John, I don't like scary movies because part of the whole Christian thing is you don't like Halloween or scary yeah, you stuff hate because it's fun. fun. Right, so right. he acted like he was really genuinely scared by these scary movies. It's like Dad, you you we used you used to play Satan. Did you ever call your dad a faggot? I don't think I ever did. <laughs> I thought it. Thought it a lot. I would have got my ass kicked if I called my dad. I mean, I would. He could have. He. He. he that was not a small man. And yeah, and he was. Not, he. He would have lost his shit. <laughs> Post Christian, if I called him a faggot. Before that, I would have got. My, I would have got my nose broken. Before that, Damn. he would have uh, probably laughed it off, right? If, especially if you were just joking. No, he would have been mad, but there wouldn't have been any violence. He would have been like, "You're, you're going to definitely going to be punished, but that, right. that's definitely not cool." So the Lord brings violence into the man's heart. Well, sexual repression and insa- and you know mental illness does, <laughs> which you know weren't necessarily the fault of the religion. They, sure, they not necessarily correlated. But Jesus that's Christ. that's my Halloween experience. Sometimes it scares so, me. Yeah, so eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah, and then after that, there was no more. They they stopped That's doing just, Honda Island after that. That would have been ninety six. Was the last year they did it. Yeah, that would have been about the year after such I graduated. A simpler time. Yeah, nineteen and ninety six. All used to be awesome. There used to be some fun stuff that happened. Even there. when it sucked back in the day, it was awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because it, so, because back when we were kids, it was dead compared to what it was in, in the 60s. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe so, not in the 30s. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was in the 30s when they drilled the tunnel and a whole bunch of people died. Was that the 30s? Yeah, the 20s or 30s, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. I've seen yeah. pictures but that of wasn't, it. They, that wasn't Golly Bridge proper. That was more like Cotton Hill, Hawk's Nest. Yeah. Cotton Hill. They had the camp was where the <laughs> Hawk's wife? <laughs> where the golf course is now. That's where they kept a lot of the workers camped there, I think. <laughs> Did you, speaking of, King of the Hill, is this a Halloween theme show? They had the best. One of the best Halloween themed episodes, because speaking of fundamentalist Christians, this character played by Sally Field, Junie Harper, came came to the town. That's such a country woman. Oh, and name. she was so good at that voice, <laughs> and she sucked Luann in to be in, um, 
like against Halloween. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. By calling her smart. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> this girl is so smart. <laughs> and she, Uncle Hank. You know, she go to, and then the school started banning Halloween and stuff, and it was just crazy. And so Hank, at the end, he had this old devil costume. He puts it back on, and of course, it's too small. Comes trick or treat, and it's like, <laughs> dude, it was great. I mean, it's a good episode. The funniest part though is it showed when they were kids, and um. Hank was the devil, and then Boom Howard was just a ghost. And he hey, was, man, I'm a ghost over here, man. No, he would go, he go, dang on more. Ha 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 ha. It was really good. But that was, I mean, that I love Halloween themed. The most disturbing one. Let's get into this for a second. The most Simpsons dis- Treehouse of Horror. No, were funny, not disturbing. Um, the most disturbing was Punky Brewster had one when Cherry got locked in the in the uh, no, no, no. fridge. No, that was a scary one too. This is one where they went camping. And everybody got molested. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm thinking of different strokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, kid, let me scream in your ass. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> Gordon Jump. Yeah. Um, he's the Charmin man. No, he's the Maytag. No, the Maytag man. man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, they went camping and they got they went down in this cave and there was these ghosts and stuff there. It turned all the kids except Punky into monsters. It was fucking nuts, dude. What was uh? Punky's what was the guy's name that played Punky's or the character's name Punky's grandpa or whatever he was um, Punky <laughs> Punky Punky is I can't remember his name Mr. Wilson I remember his funny. name uh, it was uh, Hen- Warnamont yeah Henry P Warnamont yeah the guy that uh, does Cotton Hill's voice is in the new Halloween movie really yeah and she uh, the woman who does Cheryl Tunt's voice is who, his wife who is the Archer. who's the guy who Plays his voice. Is it uh, Toby Huss? Actually, yes. Yeah. I actually looked him up because yeah. uh, somebody made a post about it, how it's weird seeing the people that play the voices mm-hmm. on TV. Like in, Except for the woman that plays Cheryl Tunt. She's in lots of stuff. Who was it? Uh, <clears throat> Archer. Archer. She's the woman that always shows her tits to uh, on um, Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. I, forget yeah, her. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forget her name. But she's hilarious. I think yeah, she is funny. funny. But, uh, fuck. Um, I'm trying to think of a good Halloween themed episode. Like all, I like the Simpsons uh, Treehouse. There's Horror. been so many good ones in that. The one that they did this year was pretty good. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you're not a fan. I'm not going to watch I, it. I still watch it. <laughs> I still watch the Simpsons every week. I can't. I just, I just can't like it. it. It's a it's a blanket. It's a warm blanket. It's I've been watching it for thirty three fucking years. I guess. Well, I've got like three seasons, complete seasons on the on the Amazon. I like old seasons. Three season three four. Back when Coden used to write for him. Yeah. Um, they need to tune that sitar. My favorite Halloween episode was, <laughs> well, there's been a couple. The one where Homer sold his soul to the devil, and it was Flanders. <laughs> and the funniest part about this is the most simple joke. He's, uh, they're all standing there, and of course, Homer's going to be taken down into hell, and there's this whole thing going on, and, <laughs> and he's like, uh, and then Bart comes walking into the kitchen, and he's like, "Hey, Bart! Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> like he, he like he knows the devil. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bart's homies with the devil. Um, fuck. Um, I'm trying to think of. There's a show on Netflix called The Haunting of Hill House. I've heard about. This. I've only watched one episode. It's pretty spooky. It's mm-hmm. got Carla Gugino in it, who I'm all God. day, every day. I'm yeah. on board, son. I'm on board. You get to see her her cans in Sin City. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
She's she's held up so well. I'm a fan. I'm a huge Carla Gugino fan. Or is it Jujin? I don't know how to pronounce it. But she is a smoke show. Yeah, she is. Um, And it's pretty spooky. I got to see one episode. I kind of like to finish it before Halloween just because. Of, I don't know. I Okay. I On Halloween night, and I, I'll be, you know, I won't be working because I work at midnight. So what I'll do is I'll open the front door. You know, uh, turn my lights on and have candy there. And I'll turn on Night Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead and all that stuff and just sit there and watch them and pass it. I love it. Like it gets kind of chilly in the house and I have a blanket on and I get up. You know, it, it's really. Uh, you I, wear a costume? Huh? You, no, you I haven't done that, but. Just walk around carrying like a, an axe. <laughs> Actually, I'd like to dress up like a John Wayne Gacy clown, but then no one would come to my house. <laughs> You like, notice that the, the Joker's uh, in the new movie, his yeah. his makeup is based on John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, That's they're really going dark with this, and I, I don't love it. I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be good. I mean, I'm, uh, I don't have any fear about that. But I mean, I do. But Scorsese has something to do with it. I'm in. Well, unless it's Shutter Island, which is not good. Well, I don't. I thought it was okay, but I mean, it, but I watched up it to his once. usual standards. It's yeah. not. It's not where it should have been. His last one wasn't that great either. Um, the one where they're in the desert, like something to do with Catholicism from a thousand years. I don't know. I didn't like it. Had uh, um, Kylo Ren in it. Adam Driver. Yeah, all the acting was good and stuff. I, I just, I'm, I guess I'm just not interested in that. Right. Well, I, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's not, it's not, to me, unless it's the Borgias and the absolute corruption of the Catholic Church, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, so. And all the child molestation. Well, I mean, that's really one of the things that. I don't like is that, and we are the, World's number one. We, I, I don't know if I've reiterated this enough. It has been iterated. Now you got to reiterate. But allow me to reiterate. Let me pre-iterate what you're We are say. the world's number one anti-pedophilia podcast. And I don't know if you guys saw this earlier this week. And it brought lots of uh, heat on onto me and my family. Turmoil. Turmoil. Yeah. Death threats. Yeah. I came out as anti-slavery. I'm sorry. I just don't see it as a good system. Well, what do you expect to happen? I know, man. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes... Even though empires are literally built on the backs of slaves. You know. What am I supposed to do? You can't I'm, come out against it. I'm not for it. I am against Well, that would be slavery. a reason to be for it, because, you know, you're pro-empire. You're like, yeah. Go team. Well, yeah. Go team. Well, it's uh, like well, the best quotes ever is in... Uh, Game of Thrones when they're talking about slaves and it's right it's right before Daenerys frees all of them. Fuck yeah! And one guy looks at her and says, "He's like, how do? Why do you think that this city is leading in art and music and society and all these things? So because we have slaves, he's like that frees up men of greater quality to 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 do higher things. And he believed that. And she Some was just people like, do believe that type of shit, man. Well, I mean, that's it's why the the Southern gentry consider themselves displaced British nobility. Yeah, so they can't. You know, even though they probably half of them weren't well, a few of them were probably British because hell, Charleston's a really old city. But um, just a few miles up the road, baby, we can go there anytime we want. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for slavery, I mean, there's all kinds of things that wouldn't have happened: blues, uh, capoeira, um, you know, and all the things that stem from that. So rock and roll wouldn't have been the same. You know, that well, is misery, true. That's absolutely true. But misery is is a great. 
We can still have poor people. It doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean if we hadn't had slavery that something else awesome wouldn't have happened. Sure, it would have been different. Right. Uh, yeah, that is just a, you know plain devil's advocate. There is maybe a there is a that I mean that is a I mean it is a, a terribly good point. Well, actually, but, my my one of my my final philosophy thesis in the in the in the my seminar on aesthetic philosophy of aesthetics was about was basically the the point that I made was that uh, beauty can't exist without suffering. That's true. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, imagine if if everything was just okay. You never you never really. You're always able to pay your bills. You got you have a wife that you're you love, but eh, your kids are fine. Sure. Everything is just so extremely average. Like just, nothing bad ever happens. Nobody ever dies. And the thing that gets me is like whenever one of these people dies, like I don't know Prince or Tom Peters, and people are like, "Why did they get one so hanging guy?" It's like, are you fucking stupid? Because everybody dies. It's because the people that are the people that are. Famous and writing, you know, great songs and becoming famous are mentally ill to the point that they drug themselves up beyond comprehension and they die early because they burned the candle from both ends from being insane or being mentally ill. Sure, that is true. I mean, why are you surprised that that artists die younger and that I just think when Chris McCartney Cornell can die? Because he was a fucking artist, and he, you know, and he had problems. I mean, of course, these people die more frequently than people, that, boring right. people that live into their nineties and eat Frito Lays, and you know, I mean, <laughs> it is true. I mean, Kurt Cobain, um, unless Courtney killed him. I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> they die. <laughs> Because um, because people die, it's sad. It is sad, but uh, I mean that's also true. The fucking, in order to become so good at something, no matter what it is, a master carpenter has to be a little bit insane. Um, a recording engineer has to be a little bit insane. Um, a painter, whatever, what have you? Yeah. If you're going to be become elite at something, you got to be crazy. Extreme ambition is not mental. Is not mental. It's not healthy. It's not mentally healthy. Yeah. Well, it's, it can get you places, though. Well, it's like you take somebody like Van Gogh or Van Halen. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Eddie Van Halen was so crazy. I was, thinking, I was talking about Alex. Alex drummer. is a great drummer. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty solid, man. But uh, Eddie is he? Isn't he one of the best guitarists that ever lived? I mean, he's it's just. A, I mean, technically, yeah. I don't like it, but I mean, yeah. he's very technically no, sound. He's not that good. I mean, he's good. He's not. He's I, not. He's not great. I like shitty guitars better than I like Eddie Van Halen. Like, um, Eric Clapton's not that good of a guitarist, is he? He's good. Is I mean, it just depends on blues. It on, just depends on what you want. Yeah, I mean, Steve Ray Vaughan. I love Steve Ray. He's Vaughan. fucking awesome. I mean, are you talking about you know coming coming up with a a melody or or you know being like good at, at as a rhythm guitarist or a classical guitarist okay, well, or or playing a flashy cock rock solo? Like, well, what? How are you measuring it? Well, I mean, it's so it's so hard to just measure. Like, Ingve Malmsteen is yeah. is extremely technically, te- proficient. technically proficient, but yeah. his music is cheesy and it's it, and it's soulless. And his guitar sounds thing, terrible. Like, the false harmonics. He seems like he does. He plays. He uses eights. He uses like little tiny strings so he can play faster. And it, you know, it's just, I use twelves. It's not something I'm going to voluntarily. Steve hold. I? Steve I is very technically proficient, but, he's like proficient, but I mean, I don't necessarily, his solos, 
you know, he, he, the solos that he plays, if we're judging it by solos, are more technically difficult than Joe Satriani's sol- solos. But Joe Satriani's, but Joe Satriani's solos are more enjoyable to listen right. to. Just it, like every, I'm, I've never really got huge into it, but from everything I've heard, Joe Satriani, like, he has a gift for arranging, putting things together. He doesn't practice. I love his music. He doesn't sit there and practice and try to get good. He just plays when so he has fast. an idea. Yeah. And then, then he comes up with something. He and does, he's not enough. trying to be so fast or what, no. what, whatever it is. But from everything I've heard, he has a gift for melody. Speaking of, all that good well, stuff. Let's, uh, let's get into a little uh, Joe Satriani. What Satch. My, my favorite song by well, him. Satch. Satch. My Satch Boogie. My brother was obsessed with Joe Satriani for, so was long, for both of them for a long time. Who was it that Dwayne was obsessed with? Oh, uh, Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. Him and his dad loved Eric Johnson. What about he Gary? Was great too. What about Gary Hoey? Me. I think one of my favorite guitarists of all time is Mike Campbell from the Heartbreakers. Yeah, I exa- love it. Exactly, I love it. And, Angus and Young. That's great guitar and, playing. And uh, like the Ingves and all them, they would play circles around him. But I liked the way he played. And I like yeah. Mike McCready, Stone Gossard. I like the way those sons of bitches play. Um, I think I'm a great guitar player. Maybe the greatest of all time. Could be. I'm actually pretty garbage, but <laughs> I don't think you are. I think you're a good guitar uh, player. I'm okay. I learned what I wanted to learn. John's a great guitar player. John's brother's half decent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your brother was pretty good. Does right. he do that anymore? He's just does he? Play? Yes, some. Um, he but, actually last time last time I saw him or whatever, I was actually around him. He was picking up the classical a bit more. He's he's very good at that. Yeah, he's playing a little bit of classical gas, like you know, playing like sweet classical. My dad things. learned how to do uh, the finger picking. He got the Esteban guitar. Oh, nice! Whenever he was forced to retire, did he, did he grow his thumbnail out to be an inch long? Yeah, he learned how to that, do it. That's like, freaky. Right, he got go. he got weirdly better than me. Oh, really? Like in the short because he already knew how to fucking play the son of a bitch. He never told me. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a guitar home and I was trying to learn, and he starts playing "Rumble" by Link Ray. I'm like. Why didn't uh, you teach me anything, you yeah. son of a bitch? I've been wanting to do this forever. Yeah, this kind of shit. I mean, I have some opinions on the reverb on the collapse, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it does fit with what he's doing, so. This is, incidentally, probably my favorite album by him, Surfing with the Alien. It's a great fucking cover. Yes, it is. I would get that on a shirt if I could. That's uh, John Byrne, I think, Silver Surfer. God damn it. That guitar sounds so thin. Like the way I remember it sounding when I was 13 years old versus how it sounds now. What kind of guitar did he play? Ibanez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a big guy. With humbucker. John or Will had? He had a Joe Satriani model Ibanez, yeah, at one point, which was a good guitar. I remember playing it a couple times. I liked it because it had the coil tabs. You could switch to single coils and get some tones that I prefer. Didn't have the drop D thing where you could just... Mm-hmm. There's some guitars that they have like a little thing at the bridge where you can just click it and it'll go into drop D. I never really trusted that though. Yeah, I think that's that smacks of uh, not, not you're not learning your craft. You know what I mean? Drop D's for losers anyway. If you Is it? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never used it. I remember uh, Matt was obsessed with open tunings. Yeah, I did. I do drop D a lot, but not open tunings. Just so you know, I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking Drop D, you see, it's uh, E, A, uh, you just, D. The lowest string, you tune it down a little bit so you can... It has like a droning so, effect. So oh, okay. So you can get more of a rock sound gotcha. out of it and do power chords more easily. And 
Well, they always said Slayer tuned down two steps or something. Well, that, they, they tuned, tuned all the, whole, the strings down. Right. They this tuned is everything. Drop down. D is where you just tune the the biggest string down a, a whole hmm. step. Like anytime you hear somebody doing like a like a fast riff, like a fucking Spoon Man. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's Drop D. I love that. Oh, fuck yeah. I like it too. Yeah, that's pretty good. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty solid uh, yeah. shit. And this is probably like a second take or something. Yeah, you know he's, I mean? he's amazing with that, isn't he? Yeah. Who's his bass player? Uh, what, probably Stu Ham? Mm, this one might have been Stu Ham. He switched it up depending on the albums. He tried different people. I like people. it, man. He slept that's, around with different bandmates. That's some good uh, department store music. I, that's what kills me is that it really is, and I know it is. But it doesn't But, but I love it, you know. Um, yeah, oh. Mike Campbell probably one of my, is probably one of my favorites. Uh, I like the way Tom Petty played, like his rhythm, great rhythm guitar player. Okay, I'm gonna play one of Joe Satriani's uh, uh, students. Hold on, Wheeler Walker. <laughs> Is there a lot of talking at the beginning? Yeah, there is. This is actually a not a hit for him. Who is it? Steve I. Oh. The audience is listening. And it's really, I like this song a lot. Steve I has the guitar with the handle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Played for White Snake. Also an Ibanez. The RG, I think that's what they were. Or Gem. Someone with the handle is the Gem. There's a lot going on. I, lo- I really like this song. He just goes nuts, dude. It's like he's all over the place. What's funny is like, not funny, but like deep down, it's still just the blues. Yeah. Also, you, you mentioned Angus Young. I think he's one of the best. I love him. Let's keep it simple. Let's do the things that we know how to do, and let's get the fuck out of here. Right. Just kick you in the guts. Yeah. You know, it's, I love it. Okay, you don't have nothing. It's that tremendous. Just, yeah, I love it. Um, God, we can let it play in the back. How did we get here? Uh, we were talking about Halloween, Halloween and then it was Squibs, Simpsons, uh, and then it was... <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, somehow we got started talking about guitar players. I was talking about it was on me, and I forget what I was talking about. And then you asked me. Yeah, you had the conch. <laughs> you started asking me about guitar players, so I brought it up, but I don't remember. Well, we started talking about each other's like our, like you guys playing, and then it was, and we started getting no. into this. No. I, I, you know, I never bring it back to what we were originally talking about. So let's, well, let's just go. I mean, I was, um, <laughs> I was uh, we had a, a, a work meeting last week. Like, I, I see the people I work with once a month, maybe. And we were all standing around. I was bitching about something. And my boss goes, shut up, you bitch. And I didn't like that. But I was I, I decided to fuck with him a little bit. I said, you, should, you need to be careful who you call bitch. And he just kept talking. I said, you need to be careful who you call bitch. Listen to my boss. And some men were just fucking around. I said, We're not friends. If you talked to me like that outside of work, I'd have fed you your teeth. Good so for I'd, you. 
I'm, I'm just because I, I was making eye contact with him. His eyes dropped. I'm like, man, we're just playing around. I didn't. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just saying, you need to be careful when you call another man a bitch. Yeah. And, it's a general rule of thumb. He's like, I'm just, I'm just, I just. Like, man, I'm just fucking with you. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I, didn't really, I didn't like it, but like in front of everybody, like the guy who's our supervisor calls me a bitch. So I alphaed him a little bit. And uh, everybody in the state of West Virginia is scheduled to work this weekend, but me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of fun. Um, Everybody thought I was going to kill him. Like, all the guys were texting me afterwards. I was like, man, I'm just fucking with him. Everybody's calm down. <laughs> I thought he knew that I was joking, and he didn't. He offered me tickets to uh, a Marshall game. I'm like, yeah, I got these Marshall tickets. You want to? No, I'm actually offended. I'm actually mad now. They, <laughs> <laughs> they offered me Marshall tickets. <laughs> You're going to Morgantown, baby. Why don't you make that happen? Yeah. That could have went really wrong, though. Me sure. doing that, it could have been extremely. Could wrong. have been unemployed. Yeah, <laughs> I think I can get another job if I want it. But I'm have, not has sure. the plant called you or anything? No, not yet. Um, but uh, some of the guys I used to telemarket with are uh, selling furniture in St. Albans, and it's they said I can like. He called me because I put an application for the warehouse. I didn't mm-hmm. know these people worked there. And he called me and said, you were good at selling on the phone to people who didn't want to buy anything. These people are coming into the store wanting to buy. So you'd probably be pretty good at that, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm. It's commission. I've only got a couple of car payments left. So whenever I'm done with that, I might do it. I might go up here and sell some fucking furniture. It's a big gamble to take because I think it's only commission. Yeah. <laughs> so, You're making minimum wage unless, unless you sell stuff. Unless right. you sell stuff. That's a you, that's a, that's some believing in yourself that you have to do there. Well, yeah. I mean, I've worked for around minimum wage, and it was absolutely fucking miserable. Miserable. Yeah, I literally can't do it. But, I mean, if, if I can sell so much or whatever, I'd probably make way more than I make now. Yeah. I got some things to do. I'm going to go talk to him maybe this weekend. But I just think it would be, I'm literally alone all the time until we're doing this show and a little bit afterwards if John hangs out. And then I'm I'm alone so much. So I think it might be nice to be around people again. I get, I'm like that until, like, I'm okay until I get like a few days under my belt and I'm starting to get tired and it really starts to get in, get in my head. Like, and you've seen me when I'm like that. It's not pleasant. You know, I get what be, the being alone or the uh, work working alone. Do you work alone? No. I mean, but I'm saying I don't really have, I, I, I have people I work with, but they're not technically friends. So I feel like there's nobody around me that are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And plus, my um, my phone's been out, and I usually text, um, you know, Amanda when um, Amanda, <laughs> light of my life. Um, but we, you know, it's we'll a little bit of wailing right there. We'll talk. We'll 
talk at work a little bit and you know and it's just nice like and my phone's been out and we were both saying well we don't get to talk a lot but it's nice just knowing you're there you know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you know and well, i haven't had to go get you a new phone I, i'm i'm working on it i just i haven't had uh the time or you know you just need a day to go to where's the closest probably fayetteville there's probably an at&t place in fayetteville there's an at&t place in fayetteville Right beside, the, different... right beside the Rio Grande in the same Honestly, God, you might want to get a different car- carrier. I don't know what carrier picks up better around here, but AT&T picks up for shit in my house. I don't know about down there. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, and I don't need, I thought about going to like, uh, well, there's a new GameStop or something and getting one of those used phones. They've got good used iPhones up there there's for a, new, a couple hundred dollars. There's a new Sprint store in Fayetteville proper there, right? As you, Right, right across. Oh, it's from, in town. Right across from Tudors. There used to be a bank. Okay. That that building is now a Sprint store. How good is Tudors? Fabulous. Up there, fabulous. Up I there, I haven't had that one yet. The Smithers Tudors is better, but but the Fayetteville's Tudors is it's not bad. The Anstead Tudors sucks. Yeah. Um. The, the uh, Golly Bridge Tudors was the best because it was the, right the, on my way. Well, that's <laughs> but that's the, yeah, that's Smithers. What's though. what's the one? Um. Not. Not Dunbar, but what am I thinking? Marmet. The Marmet Tudors sucks. Yeah, it's not very good. Never had it. It's weird how they're they're getting the same stuff. Well, I'm, it's not like I, I I've got a big sampling. I don't go to the Marmot Tutors often enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you the, can catch them in an off but day. I, I, but I, I st- I'll, I'll stand by the Smithers Tutors is consistently, on average, every better, time better than any of the other ones. <laughs> when me, Rob, and Addison will work that kitchen, and you could work that with just the three of us, we would fucking kill it. Like it was always hot. You know, all the food was fresh. You know. I hated the job, not because I hated anybody working there or anything. I just hate kitchen work because it's thankless, it's hot, you know, all these things. And it's just, you know, and your your skill is not respected. Like, I'm a great fucking line cook. And I have worked with chefs and and fed them their fucking guts. Be like, get out of my way. I've literally told a chef to, to get out of my way. It's, you know? it's a cultural problem. The, the American entitlement to having food cheap. Mm-hmm. Fast and exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in other countries. Right. You you can't be a dick to people in other countries and expect to get served in the same way. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. Um, it's just, it really does. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, I definitely, I'm glad you're not, I'm glad you're out of that business. Yeah. I mean, and it was really, it was affecting me. Like I was depressed most of the time. Well, I was too um, when I was in food and beverage. Mm-hmm. It, it and you were a you? waiter. Well, I was, I was at most, I was, for five years, I was a barista, which is like sort of. We did food too, so okay. it was so it was running food, answering the phone, making coffee, drinks, cleaning the whole place. It was you're wearing ten different hats, right? Um, and that's too many hats. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even like a hat. I'm not really a hat guy <laughs> unless it's cold. Mm, I'm. I used to be a hat sunny. Guy. I wear I wear a hat to protect my face from the sun, so I don't have to wear sunscreen. But I never wear hats anymore. I think my head got too big, and I just kind of got over. Like I'm not, I'm not. It's embarrassing trying to go to a store and try to get a a nine and three quarters. I've never been much of a headgear guy. Glasses yeah. of any kind, not a lot of cream accessories, piercings, nothing on you know, none of those face facial or head accessories. Except for that, I can wear a hat. Hair. I can wear a hat. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked. Hat. I like. Uh, I like knit caps. I'm thinking about becoming a knit knit cap guy. I just need to lose about seventy pounds and get jacked. And always, always wear like a a Henley with the two buttons. That's a little bit too tight, you know. You know what I mean? A Henley yeah. is in Don Henley. Yeah, I wear Don Henley, <laughs> the man. 
the Henley. <laughs> I just um, wasn't familiar with that term. It's like a type of shirt has like a little bit bigger of a neck, and then they mm. got the two buttons. Okay. Usually, a lot of times it's made of uh, like uh, long john type material, so mm. it's warm. Nice and warm. Kind of a a shoulder month or winter garb. Yeah, it's like it's not cold enough for a jacket garb- garment, but not warm enough to go without the sleeves. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe a nice cardigan or something. Pullover. Pullover. <laughs> no, it's a cardigan. <laughs> Thanks for asking. But <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about becoming a knit cap guy. If I could just grow a beard. See, knit cap guys usually have nice beards. I've done the knit cap thing. And actually when I was a little bit smaller and was wearing. When you were a baller. <laughs> I was working at. Shock holler. <laughs> I was working at Chili's and I had a, a long on shirt rolled up. And I look like a longshoreman. Yeah, and then the hat on. <laughs> Somebody told me I look like Mark Wahlberg. I was like, "What? Oh, from no, the, <laughs> from the uh, Perfect Storm or yeah. something? Well, or from uh, Four Brothers or whatever? Oh yeah, it was. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he was a little bit bigger than that. That was a good movie. You ever it's seen? Not bad. It? Pretty yeah. good. I was offended for a second. I was like, "Wait a second! They're calling me Mark Wahlberg. Literally, that everybody pre- wants yeah, to fuck that yeah, guy." I, know. I was like, "Thanks!" <laughs> he, at one point, he was like the highest paid actor a lot at, at some point or something. He was in all kinds of movies there. When he was in like Planet of the Apes, and yeah, for a minute there, he was in every single action. And he's movie. a good actor, dude. Like, it, it's a shocking in some ways. In some well, movies, it, it took a minute for him to earn my respect. But then, uh, Boogie Nights really helped for, with that. Um. There was a couple, a couple the happening. I haven't the, seen. I didn't see the happening. It's a it's an M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Oh, the Earth is attacking us. The Departed. The Departed. That's when he the really, little interactions between him and um, Baldwin are so fucking. Yeah, fun. they are just just they're just know each other. <laughs> the, fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired from fucking your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking your father. I'm thinking about becoming a knit cap guy. I just need to find a good one that'll stay on my head. I don't like the real big ones. I like the ones that are like, you don't have to roll up. They're just big enough. Oh, like a beanie. But yeah, basically. Maybe I'll get one of those with a little propeller on top. I don't know, man. You I, can be there's that options. Guy. There's options. Let's bring up 50s fashions. I could wear uh, 3D glasses around all the time. Yeah. <laughs> wear the uh, um, suspenders, a short sleeve shirt with a tie. Like I a, think that's just nerd stuff. Maybe, it's not 50. Whatever. I mean. You might want to watch you call Mary. Just be careful. Just watch yourself. I can't believe I did that. Feed you your teeth. <laughs> and this guy was in the army. And <laughs> does that really mean that much? I don't know. To I some mean, people, I'm might. not saying I'm not down on it. I mean, but I'm saying does that that does just, that automatically make them tougher than other people? In some ways, maybe. I mean, on average, if you took the average person that's been through boot camp versus the average person that's just a cream puff couch potato American, he, you know, on average, that the average also, person that's been through there's boot camp is going to be tougher. Sure. If you choose to, you can take like jujitsu and Muay Thai. You can. It do depends th- on what kind of army guy you were. Like mm-hmm. you can just get through basic and then just be like an office kind mm-hmm. of type person in the army, or you could be like. Gets like special forces training, get hand to hand, be a hand to hand. Like Nick Rhodes is, was a hand to hand specialist. Like he taught basically army karate mm-hmm. where they learn like. Yeah, Nick Rhodes could, like could fucks people the up. American you know version, the American version of Krav Maga. Nick, Nick Rhodes taught that for 16 years. You know Franco Rhodes? Mm-mm. He's, um, Nick Rhodes is like two years younger than me. So you know, you weren't in school with him, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's a big old, big old redhead, some bitch. They grew up in like Fallview and Powton and they went to. No, I don't, I don't know. Valley. 
Franco's Franco's younger brother. Anyway, he was he's been he's been multiple tours to uh I forget which one, Iraq or Afghanistan. He's you know he's probably a little bit of both. He's been in the shit and mm-hmm. he but he taught uh hand to hand combatives for the military for like sixteen years. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they have belts, but right, he right. he would be uh, something degree black belt in that if that was an act you know what I mean yeah, right. sort of like American wrestling there's not like a belt system he was wrestling. a badass fighter because we took karate and stuff and we were into fighting and karate and stuff when we were growing up and he was two years younger than us so you know a good foot shorter mm-hmm. like small way, way small he was a tough kid to fight even for me being bigger than he was always good at it yeah um, but he's definitely somebody you won't want to fuck with I feel like I'm too old to start learning I mean bullshit I've got I've got a wicked You've seen my throw my left hook. Yeah. I've got a wicked left hook and a pretty good right jab. If I don't catch you with those, I'm pretty much done. So. <laughs> I'm 37 and I'm just now getting into like some of the stuff that I, I mean. I I had a lot of karate experience, karate, which is basically mostly just tournament sparring and kata. Mm-hmm. So, but there's like like the judo and the jujitsu aspect of it. I, I've learned some of that when I was younger, but I'm just now like really getting into it, and I I really like. It. I'm 37. Yeah. How's the rib doing, by the way? It still hurts, but I've I've been going to class and just not if I don't do throws, just tape it up like DDP. Like you can't throw me, and I I can't throw you, and I won't take any strikes. But I can do, I can do everything as long as I'm not, it's not getting impacted. It's just, uh, it still hurts. I don't know that I had uh, an actual hurt rib, but you know the muscles that are in the ribs, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd get those in football in football, and you just couldn't. That's like bruised rib. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't really do anything right without. <laughs> It's hurting. It sucks. Mm. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Ice it. I'm to the point now where um I can cough without it hurting. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, so it's yeah. pretty <laughs> and I can I can I can get up like out of bed if I'm careful without it hurting. Yeah. But I'd, I'd probably just stay in bed. I mean as long as I'm upright and you know, just doing using normal muscle movements, I don't I don't feel it, but it's still healing. Well, I started uh my buddy Gib when I was in Carolina Beach to fill all the endless hours of depression and you know trying to get over that my alcoholism <laughs> I started working out again and then I asked him if he would you know teach me stuff because he's an MMA fighter and I oh, was undefeated like like I, he might still be undefeated um, what's his name I'll look up his record Gibb McCumber it's good. like he's up like if I'll look him up and he's like an up and coming guy getting ready to he's a little bit older now and he had some troubles with I think he had some troubles M A C M C C U M B E R C C U M B E R. Let's see what we got here. You can keep talking. But anyway, I was asking him if he'd, you know, teach me. And he was teaching me some stuff. And not to toot my own horn, but physically, anything I picked up, I was usually good at. You know, I, or I got good pretty quickly, except baseball. That's the only thing I was never good at. I, I could never get it. But, um, you know, basketball, football was good at, you know, wasn't great. Had a modicum of ability, you know. But, I, like, especially with weights, I have extraordinary drive usually today. It's just been, this week, it's just not been good. But um, I think I could have gotten pretty good at it had I kept with it, you know. But he, I just... He got busy, I got busy, and it's just the way it goes. You know, I watched so. this. I watched this documentary last night called um, "Jujitsu Versus the World." It's on. It's for free on YouTube. Oh, word! It's really cool. I mean, it's it's very inspiring. Like mm. if you if you 
if you're on the fence about getting into jujitsu and you're you're curious about it, that's a really good movie to watch. But there's a guy on there. I think one guy he was 73 and he's like, yeah, I just started jujitsu three years ago and now I do it five days a week. And Anthony Bourdain did that. And I just love that's it. That's awesome. He's like, I absolutely love it. And he's like rolling with people and doing technical shit. He, he looks, okay, he that, looks that like, makes me feel a little bit better. He yeah. looks like he's in his like late fifties or something, but he's yeah. like seventy three. Yeah, and, and because that that's one sport. It's sort of like golf. Like you, anybody can do it mm-hmm. if, if you can walk and you're good enough health to lay down and get back up. You can practice jujitsu in some capacity, mm-hmm. and they just go into the philosophy of it. How it's like you know solving these puzzles in jujitsu like are correlate with the problems in your life, and how there's like this. Like as soon as you learn jujitsu, you start comparing all of your life problems to jujitsu puzzles, and it's like sure. it helps you in all these different ways, and it makes you more more confident, and um, it it makes it makes difficult challenges seem like they're not challenges, like you can do anything because you've because the, the grind of jujitsu, because you, you you're fighting so much of the time when you're practicing jujitsu and doing this hard shit that it makes the rest of life seem like, okay, well, it's just work. It's just mm-hmm. like jujitsu practice. I just got to work at it right. and figure out this puzzle. Um, it's it's a really cool movie. I, really I mean, awesome. It was really inspiring. Um, I think it was, um, I forget who it was, but it was one of Rogan's first uh, jujitsu teachers. He said, jujitsu is, you do this, I do that. Then you do this, then I do that forever. <laughs> that's one of his fights I can't tell which one's him I mean you'd have to back it up so I can pick out which one he is okay. it's kind of a bad uh, camera work I think it's down there in Carolina yeah it says it's in Wilmington yeah that's Gib right there alright it's his fight. I don't know if this is amateur or pro I don't think he's gone pro I think he's still just amateur you, I I used to. I thought in amateur they wore rash guards and headgear, but I don't think that's smart in MMA because you can't get out of a choke if you got headgear. Right. right. Gibbs tough man. I think I'm, that's him choking him out. He's a smaller guy too. He's yeah. One fifty five. Yeah. He's only about twenty eight. Right? Yeah. He's he's been yeah. Well, he he might be older than that. I mean, I was I left I left Carolina Beach because he was he was a CB kid. He was from Carolina Beach, and um. There was quite a few of those guys who were tough guys. You know, they had a, there was a thing where they would brawl with the kids from Wilmington. And then they, you know, I think Wrightsville had their little group, you know, and they would just go back and forth. And I think the Carolina Beach kids were the toughest ones. So they had gym wars? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, There's videos. I don't know if you can find them anywhere. They might be on YouTube called Gracie in Action. Mm -hmm. And they would just be people from other gyms from anywhere in the world coming to Gracie Jiu Jitsu in fucking whatever place in Brazil and challenging them. And of course they put Hicks and Gracie out there to fight them. And Hickson was the Hickson was the one that they wouldn't let fight in the UFC. Because the Gracie's invented the UFC mm-hmm. along with some promoters. They wouldn't let him fight in the UFC because he was so physically imposing. He was like two hundred pounds and he was good at he, he was actually a good striker. He was actually good at all the stuff. Yeah. But they said we just want to prove that jujitsu is the best. Well, that, that shit's on that guy. That's not nah, cool. He, but, nah, but Hickson went undefeated. Like, he he never fought in the UFC. But um, you were talking about that documentary. There's a documentary about Hickson called Choke. That's fucking phenomenal. It, I think I saw that, yeah. Yeah, it makes you just want to, I don't know. That dude's pretty fucking inspiring. And now his son's There's a documentary up and about, coming. There's one about Johnny Bravo, too, I think. 
Johnny um, Bravo versus the uh, what was it? No, that's uh, Johnny Bravo building an empire or something. Johnny Bravo. Well, no, what's the guy? What's the Eddie Bravo? Eddie Bravo. Yeah, that Eddie Bravo, the Tenth Planet guy. Yeah, Eddie Bravo. He uh, he pretty he's, much he's pioneered like, the no gi jujitsu. He's game. really good at mm. friends with Joe Rogan, and he's he's got Tenth Planet jujitsu, which is just sort of a his own spin off of it. And mm-hmm. He was like a musician kid growing up, and. Just like found he was a big Bruce Lee fan. Yeah, but but he was just Me like <laughs> he was mostly just like trying to be a professional musician and he just started doing jujitsu to stay in shape so he looked good on stage. Mm-hmm. And he wound up being not never being famous for music and being like world famous jujitsu guy. Hundreds of uh schools around the country. Oh yeah, he's making bang around the world. Damn. He tries to visit one one a year, or each of them once a year. I'm I wish I was a little bit. I shouldn't say I wish I just you know I should just go ahead and do things as opposed to just yeah I'm, I mean, I'm I, terrible at that. I'm well, I mean the, same the thing, thing is you can try it you can put your foot in the water and be like this sucks try something else mm. but I mean I always want to learn how to box that yeah. I would too I wish there was a boxing gym close by because you know I mean I know how to you know I've got a really powerful reverse punch and good jab it's like I can and I work on combos I can throw hands but it's not. I've never trained as a boxer. It's mm-hmm. a different kind of thing. Well, I think we talked about this. It's on like the- 70% your feet. Yeah. It's just like being an offensive lineman. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, all your feet. It, yeah. It's a totally different ball game from karate punches. Oh. Um, fuck. Where was I? We were talking about Hickson and yeah. jiu-jitsu movies and um, inspiring oh, movies. You might not care about this, but did you hear that the uh, – the UFC pulled off a trade? Yeah, it, it, it appears to be a trade. Okay, you know Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson? Yeah. 125 pounds. He's not the champ anymore. Um, he lost? Well, yeah, he lost a decision. And it was the right move. Like He didn't win. <laughs> I was like shocked. Yeah. But um, UFC is going to release him from his contract. And 1FC, which is a Japanese organization, He's going to release Ben Askren from his contract. Ben Askren's 19-0, and 0, I think. I think he's like in his mid-30s, and he wrestle fucks people. He never gets hit. He just takes people down. He's like very like unassuming. beats the shit mm-hmm. out of him. He, he, he's not like ripped up or anything like that. He just looks like a normal kind of guy. And he's like, he's not cutting weight at all. Yeah. And he's, he's welterweight. And he just, he just doesn't get hit, takes you down, and then you can't do anything. And he just like gently punches you until the fight's over. <laughs> yeah, you gently punches. You. And it's, it's you know he doesn't punch hard. He doesn't. He doesn't he knock just people gets, out. He gets. He gets the work in. Like he'll he'll um he'll tap people out sometimes. But there, he's the only guy. Even I've seen people get up whenever Khabib takes him down. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy I've never seen anybody be able to get up from. Of course, he hasn't fought UFC caliber guys. Yeah, uh, he for, has for a long period. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I'm very because what they did is they released UFC released Money Mouse. And he's going and to UFC released him, and they're just going to switch places. And um, Demetrius going to get on that juice and get all jacked up. He'll come back at 170. Oh, and he's going to be fighting. He was <laughs> he was already barely beatable or not beatable. And now he's going to an organization that's with lesser fighters. So he's he's going to so coasting. He's going to probably spend two or three years over there just coasting, whipping ass, yeah, and, and then, making a lot of money, getting sponsorship money on stuff. Yeah, exactly. And come back to it's UFC. A good, he, he's 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 burnt out on being the forever UFC champion. Yeah, especially since they, they, they couldn't promote him. Like, for some reason. Well, he's people, not. People don't like small guys. I don't like. Well, they don't like uh, guys who are. He's he's not. He doesn't have a big personality. You know what I mean? It's, but what's funny is he kind of does. Like, when he was on the reason, road, he was very funny. And he was, I think it has to do with, with the weight class, too. 
Yeah. I mean, was it straw weight? 125? 125's flyweight. Flyweight. There's not many, many big flyweight superstars, are there? There never has been, even in boxing. That's the thing. I don't like watching the smaller guys fight. I mean, I like, I like, like, Bantam and Featherweight and up. I mean, I like, I like watching yeah. anybody who's good at it, but. Those if, little if guys. You get like like, a, if you get like a lower level of the 125 guys, it's just like, I don't know, man. Yeah. But the big, like the, uh, the, the best of the best, I always like watching, but. But, but you know what I'm saying. I do know. There's what less saying. of a draw. It yeah. is. It's always been less of a draw. It's, yeah. For some, for some reason. reason. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Would you rather watch two house cats fight? It's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Or you don't want to watch two lions fight. Because there's some real <laughs> shit on the line. Or maybe two hamsters or two house cats. Yeah. I'd rather watch the cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not to say that the the hamsters would be any less fierce or the or you know or it would be any less dramatic, but the larger animal is going to be I did this more in my, of a draw. Well, I did this in my writing where I originally wrote a story about a pit bull fighting a koi wolf. It's like fuck it, why don't I just write? And then I made an Akita versus a gray wolf. I was like, yeah, that's going to be fucking knockdown drag out. You yeah, know, it's so. going to be some real shit. Yet yeah. somehow, yet somehow, the biggest the biggest draw by far has been Conor McGregor, who started as featherweight, right, and he's lightweight now, so. You know, you don't have to be a heavyweight. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah, you you do need the big. But you need to, you need to be scary. You need to have the big mm. personality. That's why I think old Derek Lewis, um, if he can actually focus and and become really good, he is really good. He's a good puncher, but he's got that big personality. He could he could make lots of money. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, fighters um, trade. I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, ben Askren's been talking shit to everybody on oh, Twitter. Yeah. It's He's been ham- fantastic. Hamming it up. <laughs> yes. He's called out GSP, Conor uh, McGregor. Darren Tilly said, hey, Darren Tilly, uh, you, you want to go on a losing streak? Because <laughs> he lost his last fight. Yeah. Ben Askren would fuck him up. Like, He's so good at wrestling. He's like Matt Hughes. Yeah, he would. He would beat Matthews. He would beat Matthews. Well, I mean, Matt. I mean, but he did that style for Matthews is a really good wrestler. But yeah. but less. Yeah, yeah. But less. Uh, it's 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 kind of it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. It's like I I like him because he's not a scary fighter. Right. It's like he's like a schmo. I like. He's he's just he's just a an average looking guy who's just better at wrestling that. than everybody else. He he's not a puncher. Right. And he and he's good at avoiding damage. He can block a punch and then take you down. And he said he said I never you. I never get hit. So we'll, I'll just fight once a month. We'll have a bum of the month club. <laughs> Actually, I, thought, I think I saw some of it. Yeah, I, I put it on. Uh, here's some of his highlights. That'll be that'll be good. Bum of the month club. And, he's, and you should watch, if you want to learn more about him, he's on Joe Rogan. I forget which episode. He has a pretty good 1174, episode. 1174, one of the. And um, he's a really interesting guy. He's really smart. He's, uh, I think he's a libertarian. Yeah, he's, he's a libertarian. See, that's what he looks like. Funky Ben Askren. He looks like uh, he kind of looks like the guy from uh, Parks and Rec, the guy that's with. Uh, I know you're talking about, but yeah. I can't. Uh, the guy that's with Aziz Ansari. Uh, ben Schwartz. Ben. What is that fucking guy's name? Anyway. John Ralphio? John Ralphio. He looks yeah. like John Ralphio. He kind of does have a, yeah. a vague resemblance to John yeah. Ralphio. That, but this is what he does. He just takes motherfuckers down, rides them. That was a legal elbow. Maybe not in Japan. No, you're not. 1FC, I think they can do that. Yeah, 1FC, they're allowed soccer kicks when people are down. God damn. It's rude. 
Well, but if you want to get it as close as you can to actual fighting yeah, in the no. street, you know. Damn, that was rough. Yeah, he's gorilla strong. You know, because you know how these fucking wrestlers were. I remember there's like kids that are 125 pound wrestlers. Like you couldn't hardly tackle them in football. No, because they're just little bricks. Yeah. And Joe Rogan is talking to him. I was like, "What do you do special for your diet?" He's like, "No, nothing. Yeah. I just, you know, I eat healthy. I just eat what I want." And he doesn't cut weight. He might cut five pounds. Yeah, but he, he, he fights at one seventy. But he looks like, you know, he's not. He's not murdering he's not himself. Ripped. Like, yeah. A lot of these guys, when they cut weight, they kill themselves. He looks a lot smaller than the guys who are big and cutting weight. And Dana White said he would never have Ben Askren. He said he At said, one point he did. He said Ambien takes Ben Askren to go to sleep. Because <laughs> 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 he says his fights are boring. I like that shit, man. Well, I like watching people try to figure it out. But you're a technical, you like the technical aspect of it. Yeah. A lot of people, it's professional like wrestling, you know? I like I like the blood and gore, too. I like watching just two but, fucking big hulking but, fuck, fucking but But the beasts. people, people yeah. I know who, who um who sort who like watching you know who like watching fights but they don't know the technicals are, are not into it like I me or Dutch or whatever are are bored when it goes to the ground they're just like they're just having they're, that's just, why, gay, they're just doing gay stuff that's why I like it's like, like this it's like this is actually really like a chess game happening here there's it's really a, interesting there's murder getting ready to happen yeah the, like like this person if he wins the fight. If he doesn't kill the guy, it's because he lets him win. Yeah, that's what that's I how said. He lets him live. That's there how was, serious this is. I saw right. like a post on on the Facebooks about after the McGregor fight. Like, um, Khabib ain't a man. Uh, you don't win a fight by by wrestling somebody. It's it's not a real loss unless you win on the feet. And I I just posted underneath it. You do realize if there wasn't a referee there, Conor McGregor would be dead right now. Because <laughs> he would have snapped his head off. It wasn't even a choke. He was going to break his jaw. It was a crank. It was, it was a, a neck, neck crank. crank. He could have broke his neck or broke his jaw. Like that's that's what would happen if this was on the street. Yeah, <laughs> people don't understand that. They don't get that. Well, they also don't understand that. Like, you know, you can be the best puncher in the world. You can be the absolute best striker in the world. No one can beat you in a in a in a match that's regulated where all you can do is is strike, punch, and kick. You're not allowed to go to the ground. Yeah, like uh, Mayweather. An average jujitsu guy can beat you. Can beat the best striker in the world if it goes to the ground. Mm. Yeah, an amateur jujitsu guy can kill the best striker in the world if if it goes to the ground. If leg kicks were allowed in the Mayweather McGregor fight, yeah, it would have lasted 25 seconds. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's never had he's never First taken round. a leg kick before. First round. So, yeah, it matters. It's real fighting. Yeah, yeah. It's the real deal. Holy feel. You guys want to do favorite things? Yes. God damn it. God damn, there it is. I'm cussing a lot today. (laughs) I'm real cussy. (laughs) I'm just an old cuss. (laughs) Still cuss. Goodness gracious. Whiskers on kittens. Just an old cuss. And warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite uh. things. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you just get real hype about it. <laughs> we kind of already, we've basically just been doing favorite things the entire time. And let's, I thought that's the show. Let's make it a fish. <laughs> make it a fish. What you got? Anything? Um, my blur jobs. I started reading, uh, the Dark Tower again, and um, this is uh, this is going to be favorite things, but also 
I'm going to say something that's somewhat controversial, I guess. Oh, no. Not controversial. Are you going to come out as anti-slavery? No, I'm not. I'm not that brave. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't have your courage. I'm sorry. Courage. Um, <laughs> if I was king for us. Um. Okay. The character of Roland S. Jane, which is the last gunslinger, is a perfect fucking character. He is. He's got. Skill, he's a human being, so he gets hurt on stuff, but his skills are honed to, to almost a superhuman level. So, like, for example, he comes in, he, he can go step into our world and he takes over somebody's body. He takes over this guy named Jack Lamort, the pusher, who, who pushes people in front of trains and stuff for fun. He's just one of these truly Stephen King esque characters. You know what I mean? He's just an awful, awful human being. Some pretty dark shit. Yeah. But he takes over his body. After wrestling with him, with him, and he, he's saying, and he totally means it. He said, "If you don't tell me where this is, I'm going to take this this thumb and stick it in this eye and pull it out." And he's like, "You'll hurt yourself too." He said, "Yeah, but I get to go back to my body." You know? <laughs> so, so he's willing to go through the agony of pulling out his own eyeball when he's in this body, you know, because he feels it. But anyway, he goes to this gun store. Uh, he gets these cops on this pretense to come in, and he then he's. Smacks their heads together because he has to get out with these oh, the old double coconuts with the, yeah, with these with these bullets. He needs he needs rounds for his guns. So he finds out where they are. And I like the fact that the interaction between him and he said the name of the book was the Shooter's Bible. And he said that is the most noble name for a book he's ever seen because you know, <laughs> he loves guns. You know he's just this his sandalwood forty fives are fucking awesome. You know cannons. So. He gets this guy, and the guy is like a mobbed up guy, and he he knocks the cops out. Then he pulls his gun. He said, "Turn around and give me, you know, give me stick the stick it out." <laughs> out and then he said, "Give me these bullets." And the guy gave them to him. And then he paid him for him. Like he, <laughs> he said, "This is the exchange for that," and I'm leaving. And he's like, and he said, "If you know what's good for you, you you know whatever." But then he strapped the guns on, and he's wearing low holster. And he's in the, of course, this guy's, the guy's a lawyer or something, so he's got a suit. And he looks so natural with the guns that almost nobody bats an eye because he just doesn't, he's not self-conscious. He's just striding down the street. Then he goes in and he's been bitten by these uh, monsters and, he, and he's infected. Like he's, his wounds are infected. So he has to go in and get uh, Keflex, which is, you know, uh, penicillin. So he walks into the fucking, uh, the pharmacy and he's talking to the druggist and there's a window there's a uh a mirror right here an anti you know burglary mirror and there's a guy coming up to him who's trying to be a good citizen he's got a got a knife out and he he doesn't even really turn he just kind of bat bang shoots and shoots it out of the guy's hand some bitch yeah and just splits the blade he's that he's that good at it. and the guy's like i can't believe you just did that he's and he's so matter of fact with everything because he's been doing this for so long like he, when it talks about him in the town of Tull, and he's fighting all these people coming at him, and he pops the gun open and smacks the rounds out, and then he fills it back up, and he's, it's burning his fingers, but his fingers are so calloused from doing this for so long, he doesn't feel any pain about yeah. it. Slaps it back, and he's, you know, and he's getting hit, and he's hurt, and all kinds of shit. But the way, it, and here's what's controversial: I love Idris Elba. I think he's tremendous. I think he's a tremendous actor. He's fantastic. 
They should not have cast a black guy for Rowan Disjane. They should not have. Rowan Disjane is 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 that character. He's got these bombardier blue eyes. He's he's he looks like all the depictions of him look like a young Clint Eastwood or Hugh Jackman. Which, if you've seen Hugh Jackman, looks like fucking Clint Eastwood. You know, looks exactly they, like him. Maybe Scott Eastwood, Clint, Clint Eastwood's son. It's uncanny. As a matter of fact, Scott Eastwood is more looks like more like how Rowan is described than Clint does because he's got those really blue eyes. He's so handsome. Makes he's me so handsome mad. as shit. And so mad. And I love, you know, again, I love Idris Elba, but I, I just don't like the fact that the multicultural thing, which I'm usually fine with. I really don't give a shit. I don't care that they're going to cast somebody for something or something for this. Yeah. For that, it is integral that he has to be a white guy. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. You know, it's like uh, everybody got mad about uh, Scarlett Johansson in the Ghost in the Shell movie. Like, is that supposed to be an Asian character? Yeah. Uh, whatever. But then she took another role as a transgendered person. Mm hmm. An actual person, yeah. Like it, it's based on a true story, and all the fucking hate she got. Oh yeah. So she backed out. Like, what are we supposed to do? Are, are actors not allowed to act anymore? Like, uh, um, does Batman actually have to be a fucking vigilante? A billionaire? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to see your bank account. Like uh, in uh, riding the bus with my sister, did they really have need to hire an actual retarded person instead of Rosie O'Donnell? She played a retarded person. Sure did. did Nailed she, it too. Did she do good? I mean, for me, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Forrest Gump couldn't happen today because nope. Tom Hanks is not actually slow. Uh, no Rain Man. Couldn't have Rain Man. That's a really good role. You know, he might be on the spectrum. Huh? I mean, I think a lot of people. Are. Dustin Hoffman. He might be. I mean, lots of people are. He does kind of seem a little aspy, like a little bit, a little bit maybe like he's. I've got, got a touch. Maybe a tinge. Really. I don't know. Some people. It's hard I mean, to tell. Uh, I, there's a lot of people. You'd be surprised how many people will have. Jerry Seinfeld. Have some Aspie. Definitely. Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Um, definitely. Bill Gates. Totally. At, total Aspie. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, I think I'm totally autistic. I think I might have it. Some. Probably. Probably. I've got a touch of autism. I've got a touch of autism. I've never been diagnosed, but I've, not, I've got a little, little autism. I have, a, I have a hard time. I'm on the spectrum. With social interactions sometimes. I'm, yeah, I'm on the spectrum. You're probably on the You and Brad both are probably on the spectrum, mm -hmm. too. So. Yeah, um, no biggie. But uh, um, talking about uh, casting actors in roles, it's what what's going to happen is people are just like, okay, we'll just not make movies with uh, these characters. Then we'll right. just we'll just uh, everybody's either white or black. The um, like people got mad about um, the beautiful guy. Uh, Basically, what you're saying is Dallas we, Buyers Club. We can only film documentaries. Jared Leto. Yeah, they got mad at him. For uh, accepting that role, the only the which he won an Oscar for the yeah. the only socially just option in films then is that we only shoot documentaries. I'd almost, I'm everyone, okay with everyone that. Can I'm only, really okay with everyone that. Everyone can only play themselves because someone else pretending to be someone else is some form of injustice. But then the only person getting work was going to be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um, I don't I don't follow the logic, but documentaries a narrator. Yeah, the only actual actor going to be Morgan Freeman because he narrates everything. Because he narrates everything. He is God. He's a great fucking voice to be narrate anything. I loved him. In, you know, you know what I really love him in Electric Company, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He does that fake kind of Spanishy accent, and well, but mean meanwhile, Kevin Costner is doing no this, this weird American, you know, like. Kevin Costner voice and everyone else is speaking British accents or most of them or at least attempting such a strange movie 
I hate that movie. I love it because I because when I was a kid, it was like I was you know I was, it was a big it's a huge. I hit. was six or seven yeah. when it came out, and yeah. it, and I loved medieval shit. I liked it too. Yeah, I, liked a lot. I, I, saw, I saw that movie in the theater five times, <laughs> and I love this song. It is a great song. It is fucking Brian. It's unbelievably good. It's awesome. Would you take this song over heaven? That's a, no, I would not. I think heaven's one of yeah, the, heaven this is might be his, his best song. Not for me. This is this is better than heaven for me. Absolutely. Little difference of opinion here. Yeah, I think we might have to fight about this. <laughs> Set up the octagon. <laughs> oh, I, I made a really cool meme about this back in like 2012 about this song. The note that nobody got, or I got maybe like three likes or something. Um, is you know, meme. It was a picture of the scene where the from the video mm. where the band is playing in a forest yeah. you know that looks like the Robin Hood forest it's like and I think the meme I think the words were something like um, if, if, if a rock band if a rock band plays plays a rock song in a forest and no one there no one but the crew is there to see it would he still die for her <laughs> <laughs> and would anyone else hear it or something, it was something like that I forget how I worded it it's good Brian Adams is not a handsome man no he's not He's got that gravelly ass voice though. The crater face. You know that's putting a, put some backs on that. Oh yeah. I mean he's. I bet he was. I bet he, the money fact that he's a rock star. I bet he was handsome in the summer of '69. No, he, actually, he was like he's, eight years old. Like that, that's 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 what's so nice. Why would you write song? a song about when you were? See, that's the thing. They, well, that's when he got his first figure that out. Yeah. He bought it at the five and dime. Played it till his fucking fingers bled. He he sang a song. From a third-person perspective, he was standing on his mama's porch. <laughs> Why didn't you just <laughs> sing a song about when you got your first guitar in the eighties? Well, it's not as romantic. Or Summer 70s. of eighty-three. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't sound as good. Yeah. Uh, he, he might have been that old. I don't know how old. He no, he wasn't. Him. That's He's probably that, like seven or eight. That's a, the joke. I, they he wasn't. I just assumed yeah. that he was actually that old. I don't know. Because like, yeah, I, I wonder that because they were talking about that. Like I've I've heard this, and they're like. I don't even know if he wrote the song. You know, it's like might not have. Um, and but he's just Brian Adams is great. You know, this is another touch. Is it is a Kevin Costner in this film? Well, in all of his films, I'm actually like a. I would call myself a, a connoisseur of Kevin Costner's haircuts. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. it's just amazing. Like like the, the haircut in this is just unbelievable, and the and the Waterworld ones, you know, nothing they're all mullets, right? Not exactly. <laughs> There's a little bit of nuance. There's, it transcends the mullet. I okay. mean, it's like it's like short in the front, but also long and slicked back. So you can't tell which direction the hair is going. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it looks orderly. I mean, it's just remarkable. I mean, I, I mean, I could write essays on it. <laughs> Please do. Oh, we should do, we should start an offshoot podcast where you dissect Kevin, Kevin Costner's hair. haircuts in Tin Cup. Kevin <laughs> in Superman, Man of Steel, and Man of Steel, he was in that. Uh, fucking, I was driving down the road and I heard this song on the '80s channel, or is it '90s? Might have been the '90s channel because this is like 1991, right? Uh, early yeah. '90s, yeah. And then the very next song is I think Brandy's version of it. And it's basically just a karaoke track with her singing. Yeah. yeah it's still fun. It's still pretty good. It's not bad, but it's just not, it's sing. not, you know. And then Kevin Costner also has the body, the, the bodyguard soundtrack going for him. So the bodyguard came out and the whole Whitney Houston, the soundtrack for the bodyguard came out with Whitney Houston and it had the, 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 the quintessential, I will always love you by, 
you know, obviously written by Dolly Parton, but the version that that uh, Whitney Houston sings, and it's got Kevin Costner in the video with that. He's got it kind of high and tight. The hair's kind of high and tight. And yeah, yeah, the military it. style. That and one. and um, that's just kind of burned into my memory. Like like I I had the Bodyguard soundtrack on tape, and I listened to it just. I hate that song over and over again. You I hate, never liked that. You song. hate. I will always love yeah, you. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh my god! I, I, I don't. I didn't get it. As a matter of fact, why it was such a big hit? I just don't oh like it. Oh my god! I know. I mean, it tears my heart out. It's fucking for crazy. that one, especially when the key changes and the the snare hit. Boom! Yeah. And, uh, it's uh, like, yeah. I mean, it's just my my song like that would have been. Uh, I'm editing this music video. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, okay. Kevin Costner. That's funny. What? Like, uh, what's his name? The guy? Um, Seth MacFarlane. Pretty talented son of a bitch. Because he can really sing. He's a really good singer. Yeah. He's one of these old style he's song and dance guys. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is about that show, about Family Guy. But you like, just hate it? I think that it's it's funny. I think that it's clever. I think that it's well done. And you just don't like it. I get why people <laughs> laugh at it. I just hate it. Is that you ever had that? No, I, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of things that like that that um Big Bang Theory. I, I liked it in the beginning. I just kind of... I can still watch it and laugh. Um, King of Queens. King of Queens I loved. I loved it too. Yeah. It's, My eyes are getting weary. My back is getting tight. <laughs> I like that. that The lead female in that. Leah Remini. Yeah, I always, I always thought she's she was She's a bad motherfucker. They, they oh, picked yeah, the wrong absolutely. one whenever uh, Scientology decided to try and fuck with her. Yeah, was, they really did. Because oh, oh, she's really? bringing that fucking church down. Like, fuck She's you. actually... Uh, that was a major blow. Like... She's like, yeah, you're not fucking with me, and here's what's and, happening. And for a, a TV company to put it on, nobody's went after them. Like, I mean, there's been HBO putting HBO out the documentary really after them, yeah. But uh, like, this is like whatever investigation, discovery, or something like that. I wish somebody'd shoot that son of a bitch in the face. I wow, can't, I can't stand that motherfucker. Wow. He's abused. The tolerant all, left. All the, all the, the tolerant sh- left. What, what kind of gun? <laughs> what kind of gun? Yeah. What do you got? Biggest <laughs> the fucking gun. Tommy. The fucking Tommy gun. <laughs> like a the gun like on a fucking alienation where the bullets were too big to fit into a fucking like a double out buck. The one that the, yes. the one that the Joker pulls out of his pants yeah. in the first. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's just a thirty-eight with a long barrel. Yeah. Bob Gun. <laughs> <laughs> um God damn it. Where was I going? Um, my favorite thing was I wanted to talk about this last week, but I completely forgot about it. Amy Schumer coming out and saying she's not gonna do any uh um Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> because uh oh God. the discrimination or whatever. Like she's she did a whole long post they, she, about So she hadn't she had not been offered to do Something we don't know that she Bowl. has or hasn't, but like, but she, but she came out and said, "I won't be doing a Super Bowl ad because not as many white people, there's no white people knelt with Kaepernick." Is that correct? It's like she, or she wonders like, why, uh, because there weren't enough. The white players aren't kneeling with their black right. brethren, and because of that, she won't do commercials for the Super Bowl. Not because of the whole thing, like the NFL getting, uh, they're finding the players if they kneel. They can either stay in the locker oh, okay. room or 
come she, out and be on the field and stand she's up. objecting to the the situation. Yeah, she. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but, but by preemptively but refusing by to do to take a signaling. job that, yeah. that she hadn't actually maybe even been offered, and everybody collectively rolled their eyes at her. Yeah, I loved it. And I used to love Amy. I still think she's funny. I do whenever, too. But she's, whenever I watch one of some of her older stuff, it's great. Mm. But this whole thing where she decided she's the voice of the social justice warriors. When is this gonna like like slow down or stop? Like it's just when Trump wins his next election. When people finally see that what is what it's costing us. You know, productive yes, the whole thing is. because we talked about that study last week where like people are sick. Everybody of hates it. Mm-hmm. Everybody, eighty percent of the country hates PC culture. It's just these like these really vo- this vocal minority of of leftists who are in Hollywood and have big voices or social media social justice warrior who talk a lot about it, and a very small sliver small sliver of people who are leftist academics who actually have some philosophy behind why they think it's you know why they think that PC and, culture needs to be a and, thing. And people, people, uh, whenever you say you're not, you're against PC culture or whatever it is, people assume that you're just an asshole. I'm not advocating to being an asshole to people, but if I tell a joke or a comedian tells a joke or thought policing doesn't work. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Like ban- banning things doesn't work, but they, they shouldn't lose everything. Like Roseanne shouldn't have lost everything because of that. No, no, Especially she, since she she's crazy already. Everybody knows she's crazy. It wasn't she didn't even, even know the lady was black. It wasn't right. even racist. I mean, it was her intentions were not. She just, you know, obviously Roseanne's not going to come out and make a, you know, you know, make some obviously racist joke. She was just saying making fun of this person because of the way she looked. It didn't right. have anything to do. It wasn't a race related thing. If you look in at her, her brain, if you look at that lady and um, Helena Bonham Carter, she does look like she that. Looks ape. Like her. She does look like that ape character. She does. What are you going to do? Not but in a bad people, way, but just, people, people aren't people aren't. Uh, they they think if you're against the PC culture that you just want to walk around calling everybody faggots and saying nigger all the time. It's that's hot, not that's not what it is. No, I, no, I, know? I, I know you know that. Yeah, but um, you want to be able to tell a joke. You want to be able to um, enjoy things. Well, it's just it's like just you want to wear a fucking costume. It's like people like, say, right. oh, oh, well, it's the whole free. It's just basic free speech. It's like people are like, well, free speech doesn't exist to to protect bigotry. Actually, it really does. That's exactly <laughs> why it exists. The ACLU has spent lots of time defending the KKK in court. They just have, of course. I mean, that's what I. You're allowed to be. You're allowed to say shitty things. What's well, like the argument I got into about, uh, you know, not an argument but a discussion. I was talking to. We, Benjamin I don't know how Benjamin. there was a couple of, of women at the bank, and we started for some reason talking about the kneeling thing. And they automatically assumed me being a big blue collar looking guy that I was going to be on the side of just ready to spat off the N word, you know? Well, no, a, ah, a, no red, red, or, a red check mark conservative. Yes, <laughs> just expecting I'm going to be that. And they said something about him kneeling or standing, and I and I and I of course can never keep my fucking mouth shut. So I said <laughs> I'm for both, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, I was like, this is America. You can kneel or you can stand. They're both correct, yeah. you know, and." They just gave me a look like they wanted to be mad about something and they didn't really know what to be mad about. And that's what is bitterly ironic is the fact that I'm being the only true American in the fucking room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're flying under the, walking around under the banner of patriotism exactly. and loving freedom and they're being not anti-freedom. Fucking jingoism. That's all it fucking uh, is. Being- jingoism and leftism where you're just like, well, okay. And I've said this before and this is true. If I was 
uh, like a rich man. <laughs> if I was like a Native American, I would not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I wouldn't. I'd be like, has nothing to do with me. I don't. I, you know, I would. I mean, I don't. Um, I don't respect the Pledge of Allegiance enough to try to make a scene about it. <laughs> right, yeah. I just stand because I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not that I actually, I'm not trying to get have any the head. patriots. I do love certain things about our country, but I, sure. but I, I, in no way do I, do I have any allegiance to the nation state that is the United States mm-hmm. of America. I had zero patriotism in terms of worshiping the state, mm-hmm. which is literally what that is. You're oh, yeah. literally worshiping at the altar of the state. Well, some, you know, some Christian it's sects forced, for a while. It's forced religion. Yes, but some Christian sects for a while would not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance because, and, and salute a flag because it's a false idol. It yeah, absolutely it's like, is. Yeah. It's, I think it's That's a legit argument. Mm-hmm. That's a legit argument. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, Jehovah's Witnesses don't. No. They don't celebrate any sort of anything, I don't no. think, because it's sort of like what you said, a false idol. Just an odd religion. They're all so, odd. They're all odd. But I'm just saying that's that's extra odd. <laughs> no, it's a little bit of mayo. I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> if you really like dig into like any of them, Hinduism. Hindu, pretty, Hinduism is is a religion based that's around pretty fucking weird. What well, is? But it's a religion based around um, different things. It's it's based around for one thing, India being a massive place. People don't understand how big the Indian subcontinent is. It's fucking enormous. There's like a billion people there. Yeah, and all these different people in this pretty confined space have all these different, vastly different cultures in a lot of ways. And and you know how many languages are speaking in India? Like a bunch. Four. Of, well, there's a bunch. And for a while, there was much more. Well, imagine yeah. imagine North America if all the tribes were still here. Sure. Similar. But we took care of that, didn't we? USA. USA. Have a blanket. No, but but then other, some... Some groups started conquering other groups. And what happened is it is a racial, with the caste system and things like that, that is a racially enforced thing. They had a, a, a definite groups of people. And one group of conquerors conquered other people, of course, and, and then relegate them into this system. That's what happened. And there are all these gods is because there's so many different cultures with these different gods. And they didn't want to offend any of the gods. Like, well, so what's just uh, incorporate okay, You can keep your god. We'll throw him in the pot, what's, too. What's, Shiva and all yes, these other gods. Yes, and, it's like the Romans, too. Yeah. The Romans are just like, we don't give a fuck what you worship as long as you're paying taxes. You know, they... As long as you worship the state, you can worship all this other <laughs> exactly. stuff. <laughs> you have to pay the tithe to the gods of Rome, which is just them putting the money in their fucking pocket, of course. You know... That's the same thing as um, pay your fair share. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same mentality. Sure. You have to pay your fair share. Maybe you should read a book. It's the same thing as worship at the altar of the state, or I'll kill you. What's your yeah. favorite thing this week, John? Is it bombs being sent to prominent political figures? Because that's another one of mine. We can well, talk I- about that, but that's not <laughs> a favorite thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Just it's not like, that I want anybody to get hurt, but I mean, it's a little just bit ironic, like, right? Yeah. Just like um, jujitsu and judo and grappling. Which I've been one watching. Like the best, jujitsu or judo? I've had to pick one and be jujitsu, and it's the one that I have the least amount of experience in. It's the one I'm most interested in. Um, because jujitsu includes, I mean, they both, judo includes ground game that's very familiar, very similar to um, jujitsu ground game. And jujitsu can. Uh, has throws and stuff in it and takedowns in it. So they're both, but jujitsu is more advanced on the ground and judo is more advanced in the clinch. 
Like, which is uh, in a jiu-jitsu match, do they start on their knees? No, they start standing. So somebody's got to get a takedown or pull guard? Or... Yeah. Okay. It's a wrestling match. And yeah, it's a wrestling. They're we'll wrestling. have to pull some of that up later. Oh, it's awesome. I've been watching all these no-gi uh, competitions. It's it's pretty fascinating. I mean, the, the way that I mean they they do stuff that's because striking isn't a factor. The grappling moves get the movements and stuff get really intricate. And it really is like watching a chess game. If you sort of know what's going on, it's very interesting. Interesting. I've been watching uh, watching those. And there's that grappling event um, in Lewisburg in April. I shared on Facebook. I think you liked it. We should. Yeah, go, we should go I'd check go it out. watch that. I know Butch Howells. They have uh, tournaments. During the spring and summer on Magic Island, I just go. I've just, I've just never gone. But straight I, grappling tournament, yeah. I definitely enjoy that. But what do you guys think about the the uh, bombs? Do you think it's bullshit? No, I think it's uh, actual bombs sent by an actual kook. But what I, I haven't, I have not looked into it at an all. Actual I read gook. Pook. How dare I read? You? Um, gook. I read New York's gook. comment on. Um, yeah, that guy appeared out of I, nowhere. I forget. I forget whose thread it was on, but I read his comment about it. And um, it was enough to convince me. It's like, well, me being having the the tinfoil hat position that I sometimes have, it's like I. You can see how it might be. I, I I don't care to look into it. I don't know the truth. I don't care to find out more about the truth. But if it is true that that was a false flag type thing, that would be like normal. I think that that's just. It's, I wouldn't be shocked. It's totally on par with the things that normally happen. I wouldn't in, be shocked, in, but I would be. I mean, it's it's exactly something that. Clinton-esque um, Democrats would do. It's exactly something they would do, especially because the stamps weren't canceled. Like, it, there's some yeah, some red flags. How did not make? How did like? I mean, for all its failings, the postal service is pretty. Plus, good. I, I just yeah. I I have the personal position based on real evidence that this kind of shit that they do they do this false flag shit all the time. So, do I know that this was a false flag? Absolutely not. I don't know shit. I do know, or I believe that I know, that false flag things happen all sure. the time to push f- forth certain political agendas or manipulate public opinion in certain ways. I'm sure they, but yeah. I just... And that's the, the overarching point. It's not really about the this issue. It's about, do you believe that false flags happen? Do you believe in life after love? Do you believe in learn after learn? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you believe in blue on black? <laughs> It doesn't bring you back. <laughs> Hack. Um, no, I just saw the Trump supporters, you know, immediately without looking into anything about it, just immediately just parroting that that it, that it's uh, some kind of, you know, it's like I got into a discussion with somebody I'm not going to name. But, but why would and I don't know? He, he immediately pulled George Soros out of his ass. Oh, I read that thread. That, and I was that just, was brutal. Brutal yeah. on whose part? Oh, just <laughs> the way that he chimed in, just the the whole attitude. I mean, it was just he was pr- pretty rude about it. I mean, it was like, yeah, that you know guy's I mean? like, like I, I, continuously. I didn't rude. understand. I, I didn't understand some of your umbrage sometimes about like towards conservative people with the knee jerk reaction. I was like, why is it? You know, Chuck gets real angry about this. I don't like. I don't get that. I don't. I don't have people in my newsfeed that do that shit. Mm-hmm. Chuck and does, I, and then I read. <laughs> I read the things that you get into. I'm like, oh, okay. I can, <laughs> I can see why you'd be furious about that. Uh, well, I mean, it was just you know, <laughs> just really on the, just just like just like really Jesus Christ, uh, man, just abrasive and like and just not lots logical of exclamation and, points. Yeah, I was just like so many. I was just like, you know, that just makes you look shrill, right? And yeah. um, then, but I think I was just 
as angry as I was getting, I, if it was a fencing match, I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking blocking everything and smacking him. No, it wasn't touche, like he was making you know. tough arguments. No, it was but just, I was just like, but the but the the tone of it was just yeah. The tone is very off putting. Like I told you, I texted you and said I don't know that I could get along with that guy at all. Well, and it, it's the it's the fact that uh, he sees things that aren't there like with the whole uh don't threaten me i was like who threatened you yeah. i didn't threaten you. Hey, I, I had to i went back and reread it's like where did he was where did chuck threaten i was like i don't he didn't threaten them at one any time point. he claimed that i called him a racist at no time did it ever she fits i mean i mean well no but i mean i'm just saying i'm not saying you're racist but i'm saying you say a lot of shit that racist people say who me <laughs> not you him <laughs> well, uh, and i'm again I don't want to mention who this is, and this we're not going to get back to him. I hope or anything. Jerry but. Falwell. <laughs> no, but no one knows what we're talking about. Well, okay, but at least one of our listeners knows what we're talking about. Well, yeah, but they I don't know. like when when people pull that argument out. And the reason I got so pissed off about that is like you let a grown man go to the bathroom with your daughter. It's like you're not dragging my daughter into this to try to try to get me to get a reaction. You know what I mean? You got the reaction you wanted, of course, because I got angry. Well, but I don't. What the thing that I didn't get about it was how did that. That article had come out of that article. article. Because, exactly. That's what the, <laughs> they the were point unrelated. I kept trying to make. I was just like, that is not even what this fucking article is about. No. And and they just kept going back to it. And the the first guy started out, he started out very disrespectful, and then he was disrespectful to John Will Shatter. But then he was he was respectful to me at the end and said, I'm going to end it there. And, you know, and he said, I haven't seen you in a long time. And, you know. Yeah, you, it de-escalated. Right. And... and I've known that guy for years, and he is that way. And I, but I've always liked him, you know. But then, yeah, it's the umbrage. But then it was with the other guy. I've known him literally my entire life, and the fact that he is so abrasive and aggressive about it all the time. Like, and if you disagree, he gets worse. And the more you disagree, the angry he gets. You know, I don't. Me and John have disagreements sometimes about certain things never get angry we just disagree i mean and we're and if you're if you're not strong enough in your opinion to hold your opinion in the face of somebody not agreeing with it don't bother fucking then you with. really don't believe your opinion exactly yeah. so like that guy was it's a, it's a sign of insecurity absolutely and <laughs> the reason i'm going to say this the reason he said i was threatening him is Buckle because up. i is because i do threaten him you know he's you you do like you go to his house. Like, no, you're a chum. No, <laughs> and, and <laughs> I'm saying that he and, is threatened by me. So it's you know, you're a big hulking man. Well, yes, but are not. You, are you going to steal his woman and do her right in front of him? No, I, and never break eye contact with him while you're doing the swirl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say something corny, but well. <laughs> I have a woman, so. <laughs> Way across town. Um, it can't hurt to have another one, you know what I'm saying? Sure, <laughs> yeah. I'll go more. I'll Hardy go, go, go more. Um, no, but I just... And that happens, like... And by the end... Anytime you make any sort of uh, political opinion or something like that on on your feed, that guy or one of the, or the other guy come in guns a-blazing. Yeah, they do. Because they take See, nobody does that to me. Nobody does that to me. Like nobody, like the. I wonder the why they do it to me. I don't know, man. The joke that I made about um, um, 
politicians can send bombs to whoever they want, but try to send one back and everybody loses their shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said anything, man. Yeah. Nobody said shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just making it. Maybe they get it that I'm just being a funny guy, but. Well, mine is, is true, but mine is because I am some, and in the past have been kind of a firebrand when it comes to that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I have been too, but I've calmed that down. Now I just want to make fun of it. Well, and usually I do too, but that just struck a nerve with me. The fact that the United States government is making it okay to fucking discriminate against people. Why? How well, is that I, ever okay? Well, I could, you know? I could, I could make my arguments for, you know, why I disagree with what you're saying on a philosophical level, but it wouldn't involve Screaming and <laughs> yeah, but, but all the exclamation points. points. See, see, my my my. I bet there barely, barely even be an exclamation point. <laughs> my view is that government doesn't doesn't is not making that legal. It's legal in nature for people to discriminate against each other. It in 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 a state of nature, I can not let you sit at my campfire because it's my you know if if I if I own a property right. Okay. Like if you you want to come trick or treating, I can stop you at my mm-hmm. gate and say, "No, you cannot. I refuse service to you because I don't like your costume." Sure. You can't. You're not going to come trick or treat. You can't step foot on my property because you're trespassing. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then I have the right to physically remove you. Right. I just my he phil- was going to say kill phys- like <laughs> ph- philosophically. So that's the state of nature, which is I own this property. I have these property rights, and you know if you enter, then you're. You're violating my right. Mm-hmm. The same is true in my philosophy of a, of a private business, and I think I made the, talked about like an army an army navy store or something mm-hmm. before. Say, say I've got an army navy store right here in Charlton Heights, and um, I can I can anybody that walks in and I'd be like, get the fuck out. Right. I don't like I don't like the way your hair looks mm-hmm. for any reason. I don't like your that you're trans. I don't like that you're black. I don't for any reason. I I I believe that. I believe that I reserve the right. To refuse service anyone to have control over my own private property because that is the most basic private property is the but most it's basic a bad business right. idea. Now, when <laughs> when you find out yeah. that that I'm treating people that way, you I will not all, frequent your business, and you tell all your friends. That's how the free market works. I yeah, and I get that. Yeah. I understand. So so it's not the government is is forcing. You know what I mean? The government's mm-hmm. not making a law allowing something. They're just not making a law. Forcing you to forcing you to let someone come onto your property. I okay, and I guess that and, and, and agree and understand. Yeah. I, I I am the getting to be the free market guy and understand. You know, fuck you if you run your business and nobody wants to go there. You know, you you've made your bed. You know, yeah. but um, what I don't like is that we have such an overarching state, and you would agree with that statement that um, they when they do something like that, the weak minded think that that is carte blanche. Yeah. To do whatever the fuck you want, that and that's uh, to to dehumanize people. I think they really so think you're, that. You're, you're thinking that your your worry is that it's a slippery slope. Yes, absolutely. I can and, see that. Yeah. And there is evidence to support that. How many dumbasses do you know that since that fuckhead has become come into office? I don't care what anybody says. It is absolutely true that since he's gotten in office and act like an asshole, that people feel more emboldened to be assholes. They really fucking do. I mean. Am I wrong? I don't I mean, think you're wrong about that. To be quite honest, no, I don't think you are. I, I think. That, I, mean, I, I just. I think that racism has made a major comeback. I mean, I, I, think I live. That, I live like you know, very hermit lifestyle, and most of what I observe is on social media. Mm-hmm. So, but I have not observed that. That's just my personal through through the lens that I'm looking at, and I'm certainly. You ever get on Twitter? 
No. Okay, Ooh. that might be the one you need to look, <laughs> yeah, at, you look, need to look into. That. But like I say, I'm looking. You know, I'm, we're all looking at this through our own keyholes. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but um, I have not really observed. Maybe they're a little bit more vocal, but the thoughts were there before Trump took office. The, the, the racisms yeah. or whatever, the the bigotry has always been there. Well, I'm not. It's like the Bill Burr thing where they said, you know. Uh, what do you see the domestic violence sign and you know and that's you know you're so focused on it that you're not going to go home and beat your wife i mean you're going to beat your wife oh anyway. with the the sign that said it was a joke uh i like uh, my beard they're like a hell like, like my violence. Violence. domestic domestic yeah he's just like Perfect. some guys just punch him um but i do think that society had gotten to a point and a level that we that that started thing kind of thing has started to be kind of phased out. Like we were getting a little bit better with it. Now it's not going to be phased out entirely. I, I agree. I understand that. I think it was a prohibition thing. I think, I think it was just as bad, if not worse, when when you try to ban something or repress someone's stupid ideas, it actually, it actually makes them more resentful. Well, it gives them traction. Yeah, and then and then the backlash is like if we've talked about this. I said I, I kind of felt like that that the Trump thing were. People seem emboldened is a backlash to what we were saying earlier about pe- people being sick of this PC shit, right. and so there's you know there's there's an, every action has a reaction type thing, and if you're suppressing these uh, bigot, bigoted viewpoints, I just think we should just let them say it and let them expose Looks themselves. It's like the the Megyn Kelly thing this week where she seemed genu- genuinely confused as to why blackface would. It would be considered racist if you're just doing like a costume and you want to dress up like the person. She genuinely seemed like she didn't understand why that was bad. Like if you're going as I'm to, dressing as a, up as Morgan Freeman yeah, for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. And she, I'm just she, I'm just she seemed like she doesn't understand why it's racist. And to be quite honest, I'm not sure I do either. But if you're like if you put on the the mammy blackface with the big white around your mouth and you, <laughs> then yeah, that or you know what I mean. But um. Then I think she got fired. Yeah, she got fired. She's done. Why not? She's going back to Fox. Why not do a a week long thing on the show and have people come on and talk about that's it? What, that's what I was thinking. Why don't Why don't you? Why don't we use this opportunity to explain why that's not cool? Go out into the street in different cities and do a big sample and and talk to different talk to different black people, talk mm-hmm. to different white people, talk to and see how they ask them their opinion. Well, fuck, they did it on uh, It's Always Sunny as a joke. Yeah. Nobody threw a fucking fit. Because that's very, um, it's very uh, consistent with those characters. Yeah. But um, it was hilarious. <laughs> fuck, yeah, it was. <laughs> but that, go suck an egg. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why people didn't throw, throw a fucking fit over that. I don't either, but, but they didn't. It's it's one of those things where they've done it a few times. Yeah, they have. It goes back to tone. Or Robert Downey Jr. and uh, some people said some stuff. There's about a little that. bit, yeah, but, but like his character that he's playing is a crazy person who sees the character that he's playing in this movie as a black guy. Yeah. So that's what he does, right? So, it's a parody of a parody of yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> hat on a hat. It's, I like when he broke the fourth wall with that though. He's just like I'm a. He said I'm an actor portraying an Australian portraying a black man. Well, see that he actually mentioned himself well, but, in that statement. But in that case, couldn't Scarlett Johansson just say, "I'm a white girl playing a white girl who's playing this Asian person"? Sure. Just remove it one more time, yeah. and then it's okay. And then, it, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I logically, that's what that's what you know what I mean. They, I mean, they could have done. Like a whole week of 
educating Megan Kelly, like all that stuff. I don't care. I don't watch the show. I like Megan Kelly. I think she's hot. She. I don't think. Uh, I kind of liked Megan Kelly, even when she was at Fox. I, I think she didn't put up with bullshit. No, she didn't. And and she called Trump out on his nonsense. You know, and that's the reason she got fired is because she went rogue in the halls of Fox News, basically saying, "I'm the only fucker here besides Shep Shep Smith." I think Shepard Smith. Yeah. Shep Smith. I'm Shepard Smith, and I'm sassy. I fucking love that guy though. He's great. <laughs> But um, he's it's him. I think that Tucker Carlson needs a spike baseball bat to put through, through his head. <laughs> I despise that fucker. I think he is. A, a little I think he's a legit racist. I think that he is a he is a uh, he is definitely making uh, dog whistle calls to the right. I know people say that a lot, but he really does. I think that um, well, but Sean Hannity should just be. Shot. I just think that he's fucking. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean he's you, just, could, you could say Rachel Maddow makes dog whistle calls to the left. I mean, well, sure, but I, it's not that's inherently. Not, that's not, that's, it's not inherently bad. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying though that. For, well, for one thing, Tucker Carlson is like one of those guys. I would love to go on a show like and and be on there like in person as as opposed to a camera feed. And when he pulls his bullshit, call him on it. Like when he does that fucking snarky laugh be like oh you're gonna go through i've already I've, i'm so crazy about this i've gone through the rolodex things <laughs> i would say it's like you're doing your fucking snarky little laugh right do you, now do you literally, it goes off the rails do you literally have a rolodex of things no you would no say, i yeah. mean but i but i think about things i would say to <laughs> right. him. and um one of them would be you know are you gonna do all your all your greatest hits you can do the snarky laugh and the confused face and all that shit you know what i mean you know what time it is oh god what restaurant are we at Ryan's. Ryan's. <laughs> no, we need to. We need you to be the waiter, or do you want to be Tucker Carlson? Because you might know more. I of thought I was going to be Tom Cruise. Okay, yeah. Tom Cruise is a uh, he's a method <laughs> actor, and he's going to he's playing a waiter in his next movie. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> and I, of course, am Tucker Carlson, eating my delicious Ryan's <laughs> steak. <laughs> and you see me. Yes, Trump. Fuck you. Excuse me. <laughs> Why do you look so confused? Why well, do you always look so fucking confused? I'm just sitting here trying to eat my steak, having a sip of my beverage, and you scream fuck you. Why would you scream fuck you to me? I'm just enjoying my meal with my family, and you just scream fuck you at me. I my just, daughter heard that. I'll just have a salad, thanks. I'm, I'm going plant-based. Hey, Tom. <laughs> Tom Cruise, everybody. I'm plant-based. Well, no, sir, what's your name? I'm going to, let me guess. You look like a Harry. No. I'm a Charles. Charles, can I call you Chuck? No, you may not. All right, Chuck. Uh, what seems to be your problem with me? I think you're a despicable fuck who is a uh, dog call- dog whistle to the far right. <laughs> oh, dog whistle to the far right. Dog, you keep pulling up these buzzwords, these buzz terms. I don't even know Here's what a buzz you- term. Go fuck yourself. You see... You're doing this again, and you're saying go fuck yourself to me. It's not even physically possible for a man to fuck himself. Well, we're going to find out, because I'm getting ready to stick your own dick up your ass. What do you say we have a round of drinks, guys? Huh? What, come on. You want you Gin and drink? tonic, Tom. Tin and jonic. Sir, right, waiter, gin and tonic, please. Thank you. And, and I'll, I'll, just have a, I'll just have a water. Well, let me tell you something about Tucker Carlson, dude. Hulk He's Hogan. a nice man. He, he contributed to my GoFundMe whenever I was... Looking for legal counsel to sue that terrible news organization, brother. Thanks, Hulk. 
He's in an unjustifiable position here. <laughs> Unjustifiably in a position. <laughs> but yeah, what seems to be your problem with me? Like, what, what I think you in particular. I, th- I think that I, I've read your bio. I think you're one of the most despicable fucking human beings I have ever heard of. Why? Well, because you've always been a prick. You are uh, upper crust. You've always been wealthy. You don't understand anything about anybody's struggle. You are. Um, you have half baked opinions that you sell as total fact. You're a fuck. You are worthless as a human being. Now, now name some of the bad things about me. I make more money than you. <laughs> he hey. does. Uh-huh. That's not a lie. He does. He makes more money than you. Who? It's Tom Cruise. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's Tom Cruise. <laughs> he, can tra- he can crank out those Mission Impossible movies. For- oh, God, it's Terry Cruz. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it smell like Old Spice around here? Oh, it's Penelope Cruz. Hola. That's <laughs> oh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> uh, that was awesome. I, I enjoy that every time. I just like that whenever I type in AM, it goes to ambient restaurant noise. <laughs> it's 10 hours of it, baby. Awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> well, I just, I just Googled... Uh, Tucker Carlson and the first two uh, video options that came up, the the headline reads, Tucker Carlson, we're not supposed to hate our fellow fellow Americans this much. The very next one is Tucker Carlson uh, wonders, how did we get so divided? Tucker Carlson on whether Trump's racist. Well, everyone is. (laughs) Yeah. Tucker Carlson. Those are just the first three things that came up. Yeah, he's just not, he's. He did an interview with Dave Rubin. I don't know if you listen, uh, watch him. Huh? I haven't watched it yet. I might check it out. I don't He's know. Just, I, I don't like his snark. I don't like his fucking tone. I don't like the way he uh, deals with people. I don't like, I just think he's one of those people that I can usually find a redeeming characteristic about anyone. Him and Sean Hannity, I can't. I cannot find anything redeemable about them. What what are his what are some of his arguments that you disagree with? Um, saying that uh, one of the, one of the found one of the foundations of the United States with our diversity is not a good thing, um, even though it served us very well to this point. You know, his uh, he said he said he said I'd have to go back. I can't think of stuff just off my off the top of my head. Well, you know, I'm, just, I'm an arguments guy, so I, right. I don't and I don't know that much about right. Tucker. So well. It's not. It, it is his arguments that get me, but it's his. Another thing is inter, is his interview style. Just like I said, he has the greatest hits. He'll do this <laughs> this laugh laughing at you when you're trying to make a point, and they usually when he so does that, it's a good point. You don't made. like him personally. I, no, I don't like him at all personally. No, personally, I hate him. I see. I mean, and I'm fully willing to admit that I <laughs> I, I despise him as a human being. <laughs> I, I I read stuff about him. He's one of these. He he is wealth. He was born in wealth. He's a and you're already predisposed to. Yeah, I don't like wealth. Yeah, I don't know why that is. But um, a lot of lot, honestly, got a lot of uh, West Virginians are like that. People that were born wealthy, they don't like them. Yeah, uh, but I bet you got a lot of that shit growing up. I wasn't even really wealthy. But still, your dad's the dentist in the small town. They, Everybody the, thinks you're a because the dent Because their dental bill is so high, they assume they assume I've got a lot of money. It's yeah. really the case. No, I don't. I'm not like that. I'm no, not like, no, we're, know, not, yeah, we're yeah, not saying that. But I'm saying that, I, you know, 
I don't know why it's wealthy people that are born into wealth that are clueless about how difficult everybody else's life is. That's the people who get me. The Tucker Carlson's, the, um, give me an, a, another, uh, Donald Trump, of course, people like that. For me, so, I don't, so I don't, I don't mind people who have built wealth. Bill Gates is awesome. I love him. You know what I mean? He's, or people that are born wealthy, but, have empathy for sure the Kennedys, you know, people like basically that. You just don't like assholes. No, I can't stand them. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's something I wanted to play last week that I forgot about. It's just 35 seconds and it was hilarious. It's a sad day in America when a horse calls a woman a horse face. I think it's a disgrace. oh, somebody edited it up. I don't care what your political persuasion is. Donald Trump should be the president of the United States. <laughs> somebody edited it up. I don't <laughs> care if you're a woman. <laughs> No man. He he did like his whole rant about he. This guy wants to be president. Yeah, I know. And he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. He's a real piece of shit. It's well, that's Lavinati guy. Him, him, and Tucker Carlson on the air together. I thought the universe would collapse about how big yeah. of fucking assholes they are. Both of them. Both know? of them. It's just, but uh, like he did a whole rant, like, looking straight into the his phone, and like man. There's no reason for that. Like, yeah. Trump just, I mean, he's called her a horse face. Whatever. Yeah, I don't get offended that, about that shit with Trump. The, the shit I get offended with about Trump is just the blatant lying and the, you know, and his. Another thing about Trump, too, I don't like his. I don't like the fact that he has no real personality other than just being a complete jerk off. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he has no real loyalty to anything except money. He has no real basis of any kind of belief system or anything. You know, he's just a soulless rubber rubber stamp fucking plastic goddamn person. He really fucking is. And I just he's the fact that he he's willing to give anybody the benefit of the doubt if they say nice things about him or something like that. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that's not how you I just oh god, I just despise that fucker so bad. Well, did you hear about um I think that the, his last paycheck, his last quarterly paycheck, uh, he he donated all of it to some veterans organization. It was like vet, vets medical VA or I don't know. Um, that you Trump know, did that. Yeah, he he does shit like that all the time. He donates shit all the time to causes he believes in. I mean, he's taken a huge pay cut by being president. I mean, they're, they're, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm he not doesn't a, divest himself of his businesses. Oh, he's losing. He's working full time as the president. You don't think that that's going to cost him not being able to? Make no, decisions? he's 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 used his position to to up. Uh, he to, sells merch. Yeah, he sells merch and he fucking <laughs> and he ups things. And his and his kids are running in the blonde trust. Are you fucking kidding me? Blonde trust? What the fuck is that? He has not let, lost one penny since like he's the, been. He's made money. But I just said that he gave uh, gave his entire quarterly paycheck of several hundred thousand dollars to the VA. I know, but I'm so. So that, I'm just saying that goes against. Like you're making these very hyperbolic statements about Donald Trump, saying that he's incapable of thinking of anyone about anything but money. Anybody, but you know, they're just. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I just, you know, that that doesn't add anything to your argument to to th- say things about him that are over the top, hyperbolic, just not true. You're doing the same thing he's doing. Okay. Because you're you're being hyperbolic and saying he's the absolute worst. He's there's no one worse. There's absolutely nothing good about him. He doesn't have an original thought. He's he's not a human being. He's plat. You know, you're basically doing the exact same thing that Donald Trump does, but just attacking him. And I don't like Donald Trump at all. 
but that doesn't add anything. Well, you to don't me. like his policies and, and probably not him as a person, but you do think he's extremely I, sexy. I like his physically. I like him. I like him in, <laughs> in the same way. I like, you know, like Penelope Cruz or Penelope Ann Miller. Or yeah, uh, he is, he is sexy, <laughs> but, um, so no. sexy, but I, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's not helping your argument. I understand that. I just, I'm, you you could you could you, with your brain you can cut Donald Trump to pieces just with logic. This is his last resort. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Well, I know. I just I don't know. I, I get so caught up in him because I just. But also the donating thing. Um, every president has done that. I feel like probably I don't he donated to because he has done this. He donated to his own personal charitable foundation. <laughs> That's it's shit like that. might get because I've, I've read some stuff like that that gives some of it to. I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, well, none of that surprises me. No, I mean, look at the Clinton all. found. You know, look at the, oh the god, yeah, or, or how much, how many millions Barack Obama made off his presidency. Don't you dare say anything bad about him. Just about my being. Don't a, you dare being say anything total, bad about Barry. O. Total fucking pandering. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Squee. All right, you guys done? I'm done. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to the Halloween Spectacular. Here's a little Ryan Adams with Halloween Head. Here comes that shit again. I got a Halloween head. Head full of tricks and treats. It leads me through the nighttime streets like absent fallen trees. Under the ladders, always walking. Salt shake spills just going over your shoulder, babe. I got a bad idea again. I got a Halloween head. Halloween head. It's full of candy bags, costume shops. Junkies made it. It leads me through the streets at night. 